All right, so we're back with episode 25 of That Metal Podcast. And if you guys have been listening, hopefully paying attention, we're doing the uh, same theme, the Summer of Prague, progressive music, metal, rock. Um, so one thing before we actually get started with the podcast is that we want to address this issue of the El Paso and uh, Dayton, Ohio shootings. Uh, as you may know, myself and Gonzo are from El Paso. Yep. And this kind of hit home. It hit hard, and it sucks. We're uh, what is it? The eighth worst shooting in the history of the United States. Uh, in the, one of the safest cities. In one of the safest cities. Of the United States. Yeah. So we want to just say that our hearts go out to all the victims and the families. Because it really sucks. And we just want to say that, again, this outsider that came 10 hours away from outside Dallas doesn't fucking define who we, who we are as people. And don't listen to what the media tells you. Yeah. So, in light of what's going on, we want to go ahead and give a moment of silence for them. Alright, so, I'm Wolfman Dave. And I'm Gonzo. So we're going to do uh, today's, I guess, topic or theme, whatever you want to call it. I guess today's topic sure. will be on... Uh, Dream Theater. Um, yeah, as we continue to, every episode this uh, summer, we've been highlighting a different uh, progressive rock or progressive metal band. Yeah. Uh, so after you know discussing it together, um, we decided to go ahead and go to Dream Theater next. We you know both agree that they're in- influential in... Uh, they're, they are big players in the yeah. prog metal scene for sure. Absolutely. Definitely worth uh, you know the respect they've earned and uh, the notoriety. And yeah. we definitely decided it was uh, they're you know definitely worthy of uh, having an episode dedicated to them. So right. And um, so we're gonna go with also, and I'm not sure in the series of the episodes how we're gonna do it, mm-hmm. but I think Green Carnation. Yes. Uh, I believe we said Anathema. Yes, and then uh, what are we gonna do Opeth? Uh, uh, Opeth will be last. Last, okay. But we're also gonna do Andromeda. Yes. Uh, I believe they're Swedish. They're uh, and that uh, doesn't get talked about a lot, but they're uh, they're they don't get talked about a, a lot at all at actually. All, really. So yeah. maybe this will introduce you guys to some other uh, really cool metal music that's out there. Definitely. Definitely worth checking out. So <clears throat> today's obvious question: What have you been listening to lately? It's a really good question because I've actually been going down a couple of uh, rabbit holes based on some discussions we've had and yeah. other things. Um, it's so, funny how that happens. Huh? And always how it goes, dude. Like, we talk yeah. about things and I get thinking and then I'm like, yeah. you know what? Fuck, I'm going to listen to that. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've been listening to uh, some Fear Factory. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. You, I think we talked to them a little uh, last episode. Me too. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot Something of Fear about Factory. it. Yeah, dude. And <laughs> we were talking about, we should have an episode on them eventually. I know we, we are. We are eventually. We will get there. Yeah. But like, yeah, like, so I listened to um, the one that I I had mentioned. I was like, you know, the first half of that album is really good, and I think the second half sucked. Archetype, which was archetype, yeah. yeah. So I have. I mean, fortunately, it's not available on any streaming service. I for some reason, a lot of their albums are not available. Yeah. It's like they just have the Roadrunner albums and like the most recent ones. I guess uh, label or yeah, or, label or, bullshit. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, so I listened to it on YouTube or whatever, and. <laughs> I stand by what I said. The first half of that album is fucking amazing. The second half is kind of boring. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know, like, what... They hit a peak. 
with that album. Like, yeah, dude. Like it literally the the I think it's the title track, archetype. I think yeah. it's like track number five. Yeah. Like yeah. dead center of the album. Yeah. And that tr- track is so fucking good, and every track before it is so fucking like heavy and fucking in, full of energy. It's pretty catchy too. Yeah, very, very, very almost almost radio friendly to a degree. Yeah, right. Yeah. But anyways, like after that song, it just kind of kind of withers like a wet fart dude and sucks (laughs) and it just and it kind of leads them into that transgression album which again we'll talk about that another time but like that and then I've been giving uh, post what do we call it post uh, mid 2000s Opeth another shot (laughs) oh right yeah dude because like after hearing the new song and how old school yet proggy it is like but still like kind of sounds like very proggy still right like kind of the direction that he he's that michael went in so i've been listening to like watershed and yeah. um, watershed's it's okay. still pretty good yeah it's still there's still there's still some old opeth in there mm-hmm. there's some heavy songs and um i think that's the last true death death prog opeth, whatever right. yeah and before heritage and, and, and yeah and, and then and sorceress and was it pale communion pale communion yeah so I haven't listened to those that much yet, but I did listen to. I don't know why I remembered hating Watershed a lot more. Me too. That's and weird. I need to go back. That's why that. I'm doing it, yeah. and I haven't had because uh, I've been so busy with work and everything. I haven't had a yeah. lot of time to listen to all of them, but yeah. I'm going to uh, mostly to just also kind of refresh myself on Opeth in general. Yeah. But like I was listening to them, and I was just like, "This is pretty good." <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Watershed's all right. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> go into the next one after that, and well. Give you my update next week. It's funny how <laughs> it's funny how that happens because I was actually listening to them too mm-hmm. this past week, but I was listening to Still Life. Oh, okay, you're so going, I mean, going way I, back. It doesn't count. You're playing it. Sa- you're playing it safe. Yeah, I'm playing it safe. <laughs> um, what, what up, what's up with you, man? Lately, uh, so I've been listening to this band called Wills Dissolve. Wills, like your will to live. Will, yeah, Wills Dissolve, and they have this cool album called The Heavens Are Not on Fire. Uh-huh. Came out last year. Pretty cool. Uh, kind of reminds me of... Uh, I, coincidentally, this is also my recommendation mm. for today's episode. Oh. Uh, Wills Dissolve, The Heavens Are Not On Fire. And it's pretty cool. It's kind of like this... Uh, this raw... Uh, sort of like melodic black metal. Not, um, atmospheric black metal. Okay. This other one that's definitely fucking badass... Is a band called False, and they have an album called Portent, like important but Portent. Yeah, and they, those guys are fucking great, man. Uh, what are they like? For sure, atmospheric black and black. death metal. Like, oh wow, black and death metal, dude. Black and like black and. Wine. It's like, and I feel so tequila funny. black and chicken. Yeah, I've, I've <laughs> jerk jerk chicken. Yeah, but I I think it's funny because like you know we like go off like the the type of music that it is you know. Uh, the other one is, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about Tomb Mold. Tomb Mold? Yeah. And I was like, all right, what's, what are these fuckers all about? What's this going? (laughs) So it's like really cool. It's your standard death metal. Uh, but Chingon is pretty badass. Yeah, I bet. Like Uh, technical death metal? Like just straight up? No. Slow, sludgy, just like sometimes. Kind of groovy. Sometimes groovy, sometimes fast, but not ever like fa- like dying fetus. Yeah, they're just yeah. Like, pounding, not, nothing like that. Okay. <clears throat> I heard, like unfortunately, I know you're like on the fence, or you're like, uh, uh, what is it? Like, uh, 
I don't think you're too sure about them, or I think you kind of like hated them for a bit. But the new Volbeat <laughs> album, not, uh, um, I'm not on the fence about them. Like <laughs> they, they have the new album. I try, I try listening to the album, but it it really was too varied for me, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't like the way that they were going because it just it did sound like they were trying to go like punk and then rock and then metal and different songs, and I just. So like um, with their early releases, like the ones that I first heard, the first two three albums, which are really to me, I still think that's all you need is the first three albums. Um, those are straightforward, you know. Um, yeah, that's like one band I won't agree with you on, but like, no, but you you told me they're not bad. They're not bad. You're but just not gonna I'll go out never, of your way to listen yeah, to Yeah, I'm them. never gonna go like, hey, you know what I can go for? <laughs> it's never gonna happen, but. Yeah, I mean, you could do worse. At least you're not listening to fucking Tool. Tool. <laughs> Which, oh my god, have you heard? Have you heard? They're on Spotify. Yeah. Have you heard? Still can't get the fucking Godgory album on Spotify, uh, but we got Tool. I know, right? We got fucking... <laughs> but what's interesting enough, though, yeah. like, going back to what we've been saying before, is that we hate on the band, we don't hate on the people. There was some dude on one of the metal pages, oh, uh, yeah, and he was, "Hey, what happened? How come Tool's not on? Um, Tool's not on Spotify?" Well, I, I snapshot it on uh, the the picture that they are on Spotify, and I put it on there. put it up on there, and then he was like, "Oh fuck, cool, dude! I didn't know." And I'm like, "Hey, man, enjoy it. It's all good, man. Yeah. It's there. It's actually there." Yeah. And everybody was like, "Yeah, it is. It's there. It's already. It already came out. It came out Thursday night." And um, like again, I don't like the band but I'm not gonna be a dick to the people if you like it man yeah and like I, what I get what I get mad is when someone you know jokingly makes fun of it or someone just says yeah I'm not cool with Tool man like I actually I'm on a metal meme page or whatever and I fucking commented like some guy put like I forgot they made fun of Tool in some way I can't remember yeah and I just put yeah I agree I don't think Tool is all that that's all I put and I got a lot of hate man I was like shit they're like doing personal attacks and everything I was like I wouldn't yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's like, guys, like, it's like you swear like I cut your dick off. Like, chill out, man. Right. It's like, dude, I don't, yeah, I, I didn't even say they suck, which they do. I'm going to say it now. But <laughs> I didn't even say that they suck. I didn't, even, I didn't even talk shit. I just said, yeah, I agree. I don't think Tool's all that. That's all I said. It's like, all right, cool. And then there are some people that are coming up to, like, kind of like, I mean, not that I asked for it, right? But they came up to the kind of defense. Like, hey, man, you just stated an opinion. What the fuck's your problem? And stuff like that. I didn't, I didn't even respond to any of the shit they put, but yeah. I just I just made my comment and left it at that. But yeah, it's just like, but they, their fan base is fucking. I'm gonna say uh, it. They're pretentious. They're toxic, dude. They're yeah. Toxic fuckers, man. They're like it's either you're with them or you're the fucking devil and you suck. Yeah. It's like chill out, dude. Yeah. Like, people cannot like what you like. It's okay. Yeah. You're gonna yeah, be, you're gonna be all right. It shouldn't affect you in any way. And and if <laughs> anything, if you're a major tool fan. Like, you should be at least thinking, hey, well, then this is something special that we should even be more proud of because not a lot of people dig it or like it. Just like how in the very beginning, Opeth was in that same regard where not a lot of people, their, their songs are too long. Yeah. I don't want to listen to a fucking 15-minute song yeah. or whatever, and it's too complicated <clears throat> or whatever. I felt like Tool, to me, was a group of people who make music that they try to make it like this complex machine, but it just goes nowhere in the end. 
You know what I mean? There's a lot and, of uh, long, a lot of the longer tracks are filled with filler and yeah. And and then I hear a lot of shit from, you know, some so-called musicians who are like, it's because you're not a musician. Yeah, dude. You don't like, fucking get bullshit. it. Dude. I listen to bands that are way more technical than them. Yeah, I mean, if t- you want to just get down to meat, meat and potatoes about it, like yeah. the band that we're talking about today, I think fucking plays circles around them. Yeah, you know, easily. Yeah, I mean yeah. the fucking Opeth. Yeah, I feel play circles around them. Yeah, like, too. there's bands that do prog way better than them, and they yeah. they try to be like Tool tries to be look, very edgy for the sake of edgy. Look, I'll even go, yeah. I'll even go this far. Yeah. I think Mastodon is better than Tool, Agreed. and I don't fucking like them. Yeah, I agree. And, but Agreed. they're bad to pick one. But or the I could see, yeah, yeah, but I could see their their talent. You know what I mean? Mastodon's these kind of metal sometimes. Right, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Like they're a, a lot more. Uh, what is it called? Like and metal oriented, metal rock. I knew a guy oriented. named. I remember. I remember. I remember his last name. I remember his name was Ron, and I knew this. Uh, this is bald dude. Perlman. Just kidding. Ron Perlman. No, I, I'd, be, I'd be pretty cool if I knew him. <laughs> no, this guy, I, I, was, I remember this bald dude in high school named Ron, and he was a big Tool fan, and if it's all he listened to, I think. If I remember correctly, it was all like 100 percent Tool. He listened to literally no other band. Damn. And he was the most pretentious, close-minded. Yeah. fucking asshole and he was an asshole to top it off yeah. and he would um, like if we were listening to anything else like even when I was listening to the strapping and stuff he would be like oh strapping lad that sounds like fucking little gay homo shit I'm like whoa says the guy that fucking has like a fucking album with a dude blowing himself right Are you fucking serious like yeah. I forget which album it is but yeah. I know it's like one of the discs is a dude blowing himself yeah it's like Tool again I feel Tool is like edgelord prog music. It's yeah. fucking dark and well. Well, the music doesn't saw, match the artwork at all. Yeah, <laughs> you, you saw the 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 meme I put the other day, right? The, uh, it's Tool is, is just oh. Rush for juggalos <laughs> for fucking people prove that want to be fucking yeah the prove me wrong guy. <laughs> the fucking yeah because again I just feel like all the people that fucking listen to it think they're listening to the most deep complex band yeah. there is and they're fucking edgy and dark yeah. and Maynard is so mysterious and oh, yeah. fuck off yeah we can look past all that facade absolutely anyways so funny other funny yeah. I don't I don't I don't even think it was meant to be funny but okay. it kind of it, it ties into the whole topic last week where we said hey you know like the, one of the question was like how do you how do you have the experience, or how, how the hell do you guys read some of the band logos? You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, this kind of ties into that, oh, which that's is right, fucking yeah. funny, dude. <laughs> so, uh, I showed you this picture of this meme. I guess. It's a meme now, I guess. Yeah, it better be. <laughs> that, uh, on eBay. eBay posting. An eBay posting of a shirt by a band called Rat Lord. <laughs> Medium size. Rock band t-shirt. Rock band t-shirt. When I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like... That's Bathory, dude. Yeah, it's the Bathory with it's, the, it's the black. It's the it's the Bathory shirt that everybody has. It's yeah, the, the Baphomet. The the, the fa- Baphomet on the fucking cover. Uh, yeah. Black on black Baphomet. Yeah. With the fucking Bathory logo and like that old English. Yeah. Font and that it's they use. just super simple. It's just it's not even a de- it's not even a traditional black metal logo. It's I mean that they use really. Yeah, it's old English letters. It's his old English font, dude. Yeah. And apparently this guy was so inept he can't even read old English. He fucking read it as Rat Lord. Rat Lord. And I thought that was the <laughs> funniest shit ever. It's hilarious, dude. Yeah, it's a, def- it's a perfect example of people yeah. not being able to read metal logos. Even if that metal logo is not one of the most complex ones to read. Yeah. But I will tell you this. <laughs> I just thought I couldn't unsee that anymore. I was looking at the shirt and I kept seeing Rat Lord. 
I was like, no. You know what? When you think about it, when you have Rat Lord in your head and you look at it, yeah, it looks it, like Rat Lord. It pumps out, yeah. It's fucking stupid. I know. It's just funny how the brain interprets things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guess what? what? I'm proud of uh, the Instagram page. What uh, happened? That middle podcast. Because I got our first troll. Okay. The first troll, uh, first douchebag, he's a fucking piece of shit. And... And it's hard to tell if he's actually being serious, yeah. or if he's just being, you know, a little uppity, up in arms. Okay. But I had been posting funny. Uh, uh, oh, it was a, it was a, it was a comparison of Euronymous and oh, Mark yeah, and, and yeah, Mark, and Mark Vickernes. Yeah, These two, that. it was a comparison. How this was guy, the, One's full of shit, and one was like legit. Yeah, yeah. B- pretty much. And he's like. Don't you be there, you know, don't you dare talk about Varg like that, and mm-hmm. he's the lord of, uh, I don't know what, and, and I was like, are you serious? Like this? I'm like, what the fuck? And he just kept going on and on, and, on. and I was like, dude, if you're like, go ahead and spew hate and bullshit on your fucking page, but not on mine, dude. Right. So you can fuck right off with all that shit. And, um, he was, I don't know, if, I don't know, eventually he just left it alone but I, I put other ones mm-hmm. that I thought were funny uh, but recently I thought that was interesting was the uh, and it kind of goes in with this dumbass mm-hmm. what he was saying uh, the, I showed you the picture of that guy wearing oh the Burzum shirt wearing a Burzum shirt rocking the MAGA he was rocking the Mickey American Great Again yeah, hat the MAGA hat throwing and the, then throwing the white supremacy okay the sign the little symbol yeah, yeah the, the, the symbol gesture. yeah yeah, and I was like, dude, these guys go hand in hand, man. They do, man. These guys, it's, seem... it's just like how uh, people don't want to take responsibility for the the fucking mm-hmm. climate that they create. That's the climate that you know Varg, you know, creates. It's in the middle it's, community. It's in the it's in the same vein, right? Pretty that, much the same idea. This the uh, you spew a bunch of bullshit, and a lot of impressionable people are going to jump on board. Yeah, it's just the way it is. Yeah, especially when it's. Some of the hatred that he's been doing. And the funny thing is, I guess, like, uh, we've got on record saying before is that the, out of, you can belong to a lot of communities or a lot of groups, you know, you know, musically, uh, sports, gaming, whatever you're into. But I want to say, like, for the most part, not always, but in, usually in, in, um, like-minded scenarios, you know, metal, the metal brotherhood is usually very, very solid and we're very, um, you know, a lot of us are very, uh, open-minded and supportive of each other. Right. But like any group with a fan base as big as it is and as, you know, internationally sprawling as it is, there's always going to be some fucking just bad people, man. They just yeah. get in there and spread their their, um, sometimes, their, big, their bigotry and hatred. Sometimes it's, it's sometimes it's their, their agenda. Like, for example, Vicar Knees. Yep. And people listen to that and they seem to be like, oh, this guy gets it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why this dumbass is... Living in a compound far away from Little everybody, he knows people are out to get him because he's so stupid. Talks so much shit. He's talks. He does, he does it safely from his little fucking hidey hole. Yeah, and then I mean, he's always riding his own coattails. He's like sucking his own dick all the time. You know, what yeah, I mean? he's, he's probably, like, probably like, is he the guy in the tool? Scene? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. But yeah, he's he's definitely a tool. <laughs> like here, <laughs> that was cheesy, but that's dad yeah. joke number one. There you go, we did it. So, uh, lose your little. Accomplishment, what do you call it? Like an, a little achievement? A little achievement. Okay. <laughs> Dead joke number one. So, so here, here's something that also made me laugh. What's up? Tremendously. 
was on that metal page again. And I need to add you on there because yeah, there's, there's so me, there's fucking some, funny some good dude. shit on there. Yeah. There's so you fucking shared funny. The, I mean, you shared this with me, but yeah, go for it. But it's interesting. It's funny because like there's so much mm-hmm. to talk about that <laughs> it, I think it's funny. So yeah, this dude proposed to the people of this metal, of page. The metal page, like very proud and like yeah, so with like yeah. with gumption. Yes. <laughs> so very ambitious boy. So this person says, there we go. <laughs> "Hey guys, like, how about a disturbed, shine down, and Godsmack tour?" Uh huh. Go on. And so he got so much fucking shit for it, dude. <laughs> like, people were like telling him, "Like, no, how about no?" Or like, you did that meme with the guy pointing at like the, the mountains. Oh, was yeah. there with that shit? Yeah. <laughs> that, would be, that would be fucking funny. Yeah, oh, dude. dude, but poor kid, man. He just got he got reamed. He got owned on that one, man. Yeah, and again, it sucks. I mean, poor guy. And there's... I would have just put, like, a how about no meme and left it. <laughs> I guess it's true. But you know what? There was also another question. Let the boy dream. There's another... <laughs> yeah. There is another question somebody uh, asked. Let me see if I can find it. And they were asking... Um, something along the lines of, like... Like, show me uh, another, you know, show me your metal band or show me metal bands and things like that. And oh, that's right. You're talking about like, the, the one. Uh, they keep doing it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm like, ta- dude. Yeah, we were talking about that last time. Yeah. I'm like, dude, just look it on your own, man. <laughs> Stop being it. fucking lazy. Just go look. You'll find something, dude. Google's amazing, dude. Yeah, <laughs> or even go on YouTube and just yeah. go, and go down that rabbit hole, man. Dude, you're yeah, gonna find yeah, something. A, that hole goes on for miles. Yeah, you're gonna go down. You're yeah, you'll go deep, man. You'll find you can, a lot of you shit. You can you can fuck around on YouTube for like thirty minutes, forty five minutes, and you'll find like five or six new artists guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. That's why I was it it, it annoyed me a bit, man. Uh, yeah. I know you shouldn't because that's the whole point of this show too is like also to show other people other music and stuff. But yeah, that annoyed the hell out of me. Um. So, <laughs> so we're gonna get to an interesting and quite hilarious. Okay. But guess what time it is? What time is it? Desert Island. Oh fuck! Oh yeah, you hid this from me. You didn't want to I tell me. I did. Yeah, you deliberately like I'm not gonna tell you what Desert Island is this week. You're gonna you're gonna have to find out. You're gonna find out. And you're gonna. I want it to be a little bit more authentic um, uh, reaction out of you. Great. Uh, I think it's going to be quite hilarious. So, as you all know, Desert Island, where we uh, pretend that if you get stuck on an island, you can only pick one artist, one band, who would you pick? Typically, we go through like a list of good artists that we were, artists that we both enjoy that are, right. to make it a tough decision. Yeah, but, and having to make... <laughs> and we kind of started it last week, right? We had to yeah. have the stupid one. Yeah. But that was cool. Friends. That was fun because yeah. it was all of us. Oh, so I can't even imagine where you went with this. Right? You don't, you don't even want to share it until now. So. Well, I just. Yeah. Hey, so. Yeah. He sends me this over real quick. So he, t- Dave, Dave texts me the, um, <laughs> the you know the agenda for the, the for the show before I you know before I get together with him. He'll send like a screenshot or whatever from his phone. Hey, this is where we're, these are the topics we're going to go through. And all right, cool. But he usually has Desert Island there. He, like, used the photo edit on his phone to scratch out Desert Island so I couldn't fucking read it. (laughs) I was like, okay. So, anyways, yeah, my attention. What's up? So, I I picked strategic bands. So, 
And I think I know who you're going with because that's probably who I'd go with too. But anyways, <laughs> all right. So, first band, Anthrax. Okay. Second band, Judas Priest. Okay. Third band, Baby Metal. What? Fourth band, Europe. Final countdown. Yeah, yeah, I know who Europe is. Fifth band, Rat Lord. <laughs> so wait, do you mean Rat Lord or do you mean? Yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> like, wait, is there is there a Rat Lord? No, I don't. I hope not. I sure, they're I gonna sure be hope like, so. Because they're gonna be like, hey, we forgot about us. They just they just alter the Baphomet to look like a rat. It's, it's, you know, yeah, that's easy. That would make sense. So my answer is Rat Lord, by the way. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, totally. <laughs> baby metal. Um, nah, it's a good list, actually. Um, <laughs> fucking rat lord. <laughs> That's why you want to tell me, because yeah. of that fucking story. Okay. Yeah. You fucker. Um, yeah, I think I think you know what I was going to pick, too. Uh, Judas Priest, for sure. Yeah, yeah they're... Um, I'm going to be wrong, like... I can jam to Anthrax. I like I like some Anthrax. Um, the band, not the right. not the powder in my in my mail. Right. But like, yeah, no, I, I def, yeah, I, I, Anthrax is pretty fucking badass. They have some really good classic. Their new, you know what their their newest uh, album album. Yeah, dude, it's fucking awesome. Is it? Man. I haven't ran around to it. Is it fucking? That was awesome. Fucking it's fucking heavy. It's heavy great, shit. man. And like that, by far superior to. Anything Metallica's done in the last decade. That's a low bar, man. Yeah. I'm gonna trip on that bar. But, <laughs> but it's awesome. Yeah. Good album. Fuck yeah. But yeah, I think Judas Priest, man. Yeah. Um, it's fucking Rob Hofford, man. Right. It's amazing vocalist. Fucking powerful vocalist, dude. Fucking badass riffs. Fucking anthems. They have anthems galore, dude. I think that if you were to... Also, I mean, also... Just the pure the, the discography, yeah. Um, because I don't really think they've even the the albums with Ripper Owens, um, Jugulator, and uh, said Demolition, I believe, mm-hmm. in the '90s. Yeah. After Rob Halford left, after Painkiller, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even then, they're fucking great too. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're heavy as fuck, dude. Yeah. And and they did a double album. It was live. an evolution in a way. I mean, for yeah. the, for a little bit. They did a double mm-hmm. album. I think it was live um, mm. with with Ripper Owens where he did a rendition of Diamonds and Rust where it's slow acoustic version mm. and it, it was amazing that's interesting and then that's when Halford when he came back they started only doing it that way the acoustic version they just of, stuck with it of Diamonds and Rust it. that's fucking yeah. cool that's cool when stuff like that happens right yeah. like when they fucking do like a, maybe a hasn't really happened not really often or ever really but yeah. when they do like an alternate version of a song and that it kind of becomes a definitive right 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 yeah, and I mean that's a cover cool. from John Baez and I heard the original oh I love the original yeah, it's, it's, oh dude it's it's a pretty sweet song I mean it's like a it's like a love song I would say uh, but it's fucking great it's fucking A man so yeah uh, that was, that was, that's <laughs> fucking baby metal I know give me, I just, give, me give me chocolate I know I right know. I just look, look, look I just wanted to bring up does he want to put Weird, a band that I don't like? Think. A strange list. I have, I, have, I, have an un, I have an unhealthy hatred for baby metal. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I really shouldn't hate them as much as I do. Yeah. But the fact that people, again, 
people will talk shit if you don't like them. And it's like, dude, <laughs> you need to stop, bro. I just don't like them. But it's so funny, like, you say that because, like, there's all these I pictures. I get mad because they're like, you can't call yourself a metalhead if you can't. I'm like, no, dude, trust me, I can and I do. <laughs> there's, like, all these pictures with Halford in them and yeah. the girls and shit. Like, That's fucking hilarious. Trying to hope it's fucking badass reason to rub off on them, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but, no, I mean, it's, it's Whatever, you know, we, we, we all know it's a gimmick. Yeah, of course. We all know it's a gimmick. Especially those girls are going to pass their teen years and they're going to be like, their voices are going to change. And... <laughs> and they're already older. Yeah, they're, they're already, already older. They're not even, now. they're probably in their later teens. teens. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, if anything. I mean, to be fair, there's, I mean, like I said, I remember that one episode where we talked about, um, that I was listening to a lot of, of uh, Japanese chick metal yeah. bands. Yeah. Like uh, Fate Gear and uh, Bandmade and all them. Like, they're, like, but that shit, those chicks, like, they sound like women. You know? Yeah, they almost have like operatic vocals yeah. to them. Like there was a it sounds like anime. Opening. There, there's this <laughs> one band that I really liked, and they're a little bit groovy, straight heavy metal, uh, with a little industrial. Okay. And they were called Cynthia. You remember that band I showed you called Cynthia? It sounds familiar. Yeah, and it might uh, have been like a random thing you popped on. Super fucking cool. It was a lot of fun. Hmm. Uh, I'll show you later. Yeah, yeah. So something cool that I wanted to show you. Um, so there's the, uh, Prague nominations for, um, album of the year. Yeah. The Prague awards. Yeah. The, yeah. The yeah. I think I saw like, uh, Devin Townsend on like Twitter and Facebook, like kind of pimping out mm-hmm. uh, empath and so he did, like a little video. He so him. I'm not sure if this is, is it, so it's a progressive music awards. Uh, let's list off the nominees. Yeah. So, vote for album of the year. So, here are the nominees. So, we have Big Big Train okay. with uh, Grand Tour. Devin Townsend with Empath. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Glass Hammer, Chrono, Monout. I've heard them. Gong, The Universe Also Collapses. Hawken, Vector. Oh, yeah. That's a, right. That's a good one. Hawken's fucking awesome. I forget that that one came out so recently. Yeah. Mostly Autumn, White Rainbow, Steve Hackett, At the Edge of Light. Nah, Steve Hackett, that one I heard is badass. Is it really? Yeah. But that's like straight up prog rock. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. I mean, this is the prog awards. Then this yeah. Is the metal, yeah. Right. Uh, the Pineapple Thief, Dissolution. We have Thumper Monkey, Make okay. Me Young. That's a new one. And unsurprisingly, Dream Theater. Distance oh. over time. That's a bus. That is quite a fucking list. It is quite a list. And they're actually uh, for uh, album cover of the year too. Ooh, Dream, Dream Theater. That's a good cover, man. Yeah, it's a, it's really fucking cool. Actually, yeah, and they actually, uh, Labrie, uh, his mic stand is basically that. The skull. It's, it's the hand holding the skull with the. Mic ah, that's fucking bad. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's really nice. So. Mm-hmm. Why is this important? Um, I don't know, man. Why is it important, dude? Honestly, I'm not big on awards, but um, mostly because probably. Oh no, I'm 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 just talking about in general. Oh, just in general. Well, today, I mean, it's, it's well, today's topic is you know, is yeah. fucking dream theater. Yeah. So, I guess so, it's a good segue. So to that's it. a, it's a, it was an okay segue. It could have been better, <laughs> but it's a segue nonetheless. So. I'll take it. So, we're going to be... So, this is what we're going to do. 
we're gonna go over Dream Theater. We're gonna go over. Some profession we've been. Yeah, we're gonna go we're over gonna... it. So basically, what we're gonna do is go over their albums. Yeah. Um, we're gonna go. But over... there are, but there are many. Right. That's why. They've had a very... So we're gonna we're gonna briefly go over them. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Then we're gonna start. Uh, well, I mean, we could talk about the band. We're gonna talk about the albums they've done. Yeah, and a then couple of the dramas that came with them. Well, and then from there we'll go with our top three. Yeah, for sure. So let's go with first start off as Majesty, I believe. Uh, yeah. So eighties. Uh, yeah, like like mid eighties, man. So and um, that was where um, so it was uh, Mike Portnoy, John Petrucci, and John um, Young. Um, they were, I think, going to Berkeley College for music. Okay. They're all studying music theory like a bunch of nerds. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they all they graduate all, together. They didn't graduate. Oh, they no. actually yeah, they actually dropped out to do fucking dream theater. So what happened was they had met. They started jamming out. And I believe they jammed out of, like to Iron Maiden and fucking Rush and ironically two of their biggest influences. Right. <laughs> and um, so they started off. Yeah, they started off with the the the, the band name uh, Majesty, which is where their symbol comes from. They call it the at least to this day they call that symbol uh, the Majesty symbol. Right. But um. Yeah, so they they, they didn't they went around as Majesty for a bit. Um, I want to say, I don't know where they're from. Um, there was a band called Majesty already. Yes, and they threatened litigation against them. Damn. So at that were, time, yeah. So they went through a few other band names, which were all I think really bad. Yeah. And then it was I actually, remember hearing. Yeah. And then it was actually a Portnoy's dad who popped Dream Theater, which is the, apparently a theater in Cali um, that's probably closed now. That might be wrong. Don't, don't, don't correct me on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so there's a, there's actually a, a theater called the Dream Theater, and the, they like the name, which I agree. It's a it's for for a fucking prog band. Yeah, it's a good fucking it's, name. It's, a, it's <laughs> actually a fucking. Awesome it's it's name. a great fucking name. Yeah, man. So god damn. So they've been active since '85. <coughs> so uh, James Labrie in the Winters he, he, Winter Rose. He was the yeah the glam group Winter Rose. That's where Dude, he came from. That's just. Straight up metal, man. Yeah. <laughs> that shit ain't glam. I mean, it's got a hint of glam, obviously. Yeah. But that shit's straight up. It's Canadian, right? Yeah. Straight up fucking yeah, metal. Yeah, he's a, he's a Canuck. That was straight up metal, man. I fucking <laughs> loved it, man. Uh, Asylum City, that fucking song, tears it up. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, I'm not super familiar with Win- with, uh, with yeah. Winter Rose, but... That's um, fucking awesome, dude. But they yeah. don't have it. Uh, I don't think they have it on iTunes. You probably have to look for it, yeah. Spotify. It's yeah, probably I'll, a brief little thing. I will show you on... Um, yeah. On YouTube, whatever. But yeah, oh, good shit. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty heavy for, yeah, for man. being glam. Yeah, so the, um, they went through, they had another singer, which, can they oh, yeah. his name, Collins, or what's his name, man? Do you have his name? The first guy, right? Yeah, the original singer. Well, they went through a few other singers. I want to I wanna say even, uh, fucking, what's his name, from uh, from Queensryche. Uh, Jeff Tate? Jeff Tate, I think he even, uh, he even auditioned, man. Oh, auditioned. He auditioned to be lead singer, um, which I want to say... Was this when they first started? I want to say he backed out. Like, I think because okay. he was already in Queensryche. I think he wanted to back well, out. Well, yeah, man. I mean, they well, started early, too. Hell, yeah. Like, hell, yeah. He was already up. kind of established. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. But, yeah. So, at that point. So, after they kind of uh, got through their, you know, finalized their name. And they felt, you know, uh, pretty uh, solid, you know, as a lineup. They decided to go ahead and start recording their first album, which was with their original singer. Um, here he goes. Charlie uh, Dominici. Oh yeah, yeah. So, he he actually went and did his own band called Dominici, no? Yeah, 
So, yeah, he, you know, was playing with him, I think, a little bit through the during the Majesty period, too. But mm. he's got a very... He's kind of a limited range, and I think that's one of the reasons why they kind of fired him, because they just, they were trying to... So they did Dream fire him. Yeah, Dream Theater was trying to kind of get, like, trying to, I guess they were still trying to define themselves, right? Yeah. And I guess they felt that his vocal range, because it's really just, like, he just had, like, really highs. And um, he sounded a lot kind of like, to me, he sounded a lot like, kind of like Getty Lee almost, in some okay. cases. Like, yeah. real, real high-pitched. Yeah. Um, again, people could probably argue on that, but... Right. Yeah. So, they, you know, decided, you know, yeah, we want to go in a different, different route. Um, and believe it or not, um, fucking uh, Fate's Warning, uh, John Arch, yeah, fucking applied. <laughs> nice, but again, He's... I think I think he decided to stick with uh, where he was. I think as well. I mean, I think they also would have been. There's a period of time when there was a falling out, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, with Fate's Warning. Yeah. So that's interesting. What I what I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. That Arch would have been a good fit with them. Yeah, with Dream Theater. Yeah, totally, man. So, yeah, so they went through a couple of things, you know, a couple of lineup changes with a couple of singers until finally uh, one Kevin James Labrie uh, sent an audition tape. Just, you know, I guess just for kicks to see, you know, we never know. Well, apparently they were so impressed with it, they flew him down to New York to do a full audition. And they pretty much signed him up right out there, right on the spot. So that's that's how the Dream Theater we know, for the most part, that we know now came to be. Um, And they were on... East West, oh Atco Atco Records. Yeah, for the nice yeah. the division of Electro Records. Yeah, man. So pretty cool. Yeah, so this was right after their first release, which I believe was Dream and Day Unite. Which it's, I mean, musically it sounds like Dream Theater. It sounds like early Dream Theater. Um, none. I mean, they don't really play anything from that album. I want to say like live or even acknowledge that album. So for the most part, it's almost like a, it's almost like a demo. Almost. Like it never happened. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> I guess officially Images and Words is their first album, which is the worst one with the first one with James. Yeah. Which is the one with their number one hit. Yeah. Uh, fucking pull me under. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Today that is like their number their only like commercially successful song. Yeah, that's today. pretty crazy. Literally their enter Sandman, probably. Yeah, and it's a good song. It's it's it's, it's a really good it's song. It's alright. I mean um, but uh, I have a funny story about that later, but I'll tell you this <laughs> in private. Oh boy. But yeah. But uh yeah, um so Images and Words is still I think to date their highest selling album. Um it's it's a fucking classic, man. It's got some amazing tracks on it. You got Metropolis Part One, you got fucking uh Another Day. Yeah which has that smooth fucking sax solo in it. Yeah. Uh fucking Take the Time. Uh what's it called? Uh, let me get the lineup here because my memory is always complete, complete trash. Oh, for the album? Let's see here. Yeah, because it's a lot of stuff to keep in my head, man. So, sorry about the delay. There it is. So, yeah, um, i trying to think. Uh, Wait for Sleep, man. That's such a beautiful song. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think. I was like, is it Waiting to Sleep? It was Wait for Sleep. Um, but, yeah, man, this is a very, very uh, classic fucking album. It's only eight songs. But uh, it's uh, set the stage, man. Yeah. This is where you kind of have, honestly, James Labrie at his prime almost in a way. Like, he's dropping those fucking F-sharps and shit, yeah. dude. He's fucking sounding great. Yeah. Sounding really good. Um, so that's kind of led him into their follow-up uh, album. Which, which is one of my other favorites. Yeah. Which, ironically, was a commercial flop, apparently. Um, fucking uh, Awake. 
1994. Yeah, wait, wait. It is weird because when you listen to it, I don't think it sounds like it came in 1994. I mean, it sounds like it could even uh, stand up to today. Like, yeah. it sounds really good. Album. Like, it's, it it's just a, sounds awesome, man. I think in retrospect, I think at the time that it came out, I think the world wasn't ready for it. But, uh, ah, okay. Maybe. But, I mean, in retrospect, listening to it now, I mean, considering that they were kind of forced or kind of pushed by the record label to try and make a more... Um, like commercial? Kind of. Yes and no. They, they get more into that later. It was they get kind of more and more pushed by yeah. record labels because that's they kind of come from that era where the labels and the producers are kind of controlling or trying to control the direction that the band wants to go in. You yeah, know? yeah. So, but this album um, again, it's a great song. It starts off with six o'clock. Yeah, which is a, six uh, o'clock on the Christmas. Yeah, the Christmas morning. morning. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking. Uh, it's a meme. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> among, among prog pages. Yeah, but uh, what I love, my favorite song on this one, personally. Is actually um, the last track, uh, which is "Space Divest." Mm-hmm. It's um, just a real ambient. Yeah. I love the lyrics in that song, yeah. and uh, lyrics really speak to me actually, personally. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy because I think, um, from my understanding, is they didn't even play that song live until within like the last decade, I think. Oh shit! They just never played it live for whatever reason, yeah. and they finally did, and apparently that was a huge deal. And I, don't, I think they only did it like for one tour. They haven't done it really since. Yeah. But yeah, man, "Awake" is a fucking. Badass fucking album, man. Uh, what, what's your, what's your memory of it? Or, I think well, in terms of the songs itself, the, themselves. Um, let me go into their, the list really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I kind of feel that this is a, like you don't skip tracks album. Um, for you, yeah, to cover to cover, it's pretty much. It's a good song, man. It's, it's a good song. Good album, man. It's fucking... It is a very solid fucking album. It's fucking proggy-ish. It's, yeah. it, it seems like a natural progression from uh, from uh, images and words, I think. Um, I think... I like the... I mean, the cover art's cool, too. Oh, but, yeah, dude. There's so much going on on it. It's a little weird. It's a little <laughs> symphony x A little weird. Yeah, little right? Strange. Yeah, I can see a little, that. A little strange. But, yeah, I mean, look... Seriously, caught in a web, innocence faded. Yeah. See, that's what I love about what I love about Dream Theater is they have the ability to make sort of I don't want to say they're ballads, but the slower acoustic songs that could be portrayed as ballads. Right. James has a way of carrying those fucking songs yeah, and does. making them not boring. And I mean, that kind of goes to and again not to fucking bring him into this, but fucking like when we talk about like Tool. Yeah. Or bands that make these long songs and they go kind of in these weird ambient directions. Right. And ambient directions and like it's just like a lot of noise or they have like some weird keyboard or some bullshit for like 10 minutes and I can't think of what tool song it is. It's the one that starts off with a little beep beep noise. I, it's, mm. I can't. I don't know the names. I've heard it. I don't know their names either. I'm not going to yeah. even bother looking it up. But anyways. Yeah. Um, I'm sure people that like tool know which one I'm talking about. It's <laughs> off of that album with the guy just sucking his dick. Yeah. Anyways. I think it is. I could be wrong. Because I listened to Tool. I tried listening to him a lot when I was in um, high school and early adulthood. Just trying to get into him. Because I wanted to see, like, I wanted to like him. I actually really did. Yeah. There, there, was, but a, I, but there I was a time where I, I, I would try once a year. Yeah. Once a year. I had a day. Give him a shot. Every summer I try. <laughs> I try to him. Uh, yeah. No. So, like, yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, so, like, you know, they, they do, they have a lot of long songs and I feel like they kind of drone on. Whereas, I think, you know, fucking the guys, that, the guys in Dream Theater just kind of 
They have this. They have this chemistry with them. So that. So here's the, that's the difference that I think is what's important. Yeah. Now, I do not think if you are a new listener of metal, mm-hmm. you should be listening to Dream Theater. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't think that this is like. They have some. There's. There might be an album I can think of that's easy to identify. Probably Awake. Awake. Um. Uh, ca- um, into oh, infinity. Uh, um, hold on. Uh, the newest one, uh, Train of Thought. A mm, little bit. Uh, train of Thought. The thing is with that is that that album is nothing but like eight to, to fifteen minute long songs. No, some it of is. them are short. No, I think like one. I remember. Okay, I think maybe like the one beginning. Is, yeah, but it's it, only like five. <sighs> it's only like six tracks, I think. So yeah, yeah. Train of Thought. I mean, Train of Thought's heavy. Yeah, it's one of their more straight metal albums. Yes. but like it's. Yeah, um, it's a fucking it's a it's, it's a fucking, good, it's a it's fucking riff album, heavy man. Yeah, it's, it's fucking it's chuggy. Yeah, it's but very solid. Album, it's, yeah. I think. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought they were on Roadrunner at that time. No, they weren't. They they were think they were still with Electra or, or some somewhere around those lines. Yeah. But anyways, like yeah, man, it was uh, a. Yeah. This album is. I think this album's okay. This one, as far as like as a as a, as a starter, because uh, even because even images and words mm-hmm. is very pro- is very progressive. Mm-hmm. It's more progressive than metal in a lot of respects and. Um, hell, like I said, you got a sax solo in it, <laughs> so you know, kind of which is fucking that. sexy as shit, though. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you're that right. Sax gives me, but I mean, gets it, me that, excited. But that's why I say, like, yeah, this is uh, mm. for a new person to get into uh, Dream Theater. I would, I would, I personally would lead them mm. to Awake. And I then, would think also falling, uh, falling into Infinity, which in is there. after. It's a lot of poppy sounding. Easy to digest songs. It's not. It's probably one, arguably their least progressive album. It's got a lot of fucking radio friendly catchy tunes, which ironically never really became radio hits. Yeah. But it's got a lot of songs that you could you could imagine it playing yeah. on radio, which we'll talk about in a sec here. It's actually their next major album, but they yeah. did release uh, "Change of Seasons," which was actually based on a song that was uh, originally the original "Change of Seasons" was about 17 minutes long, yeah. and it was actually written during the Images and Words sessions. But back then, the, again, the fucking label uh, guiding their hips yes. fucking told them that, well, <laughs> we don't really think there's a market for, in this, in this current climate, for a 17-minute uh, heavy metal song. So I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So they, 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 you know, for the most part, they shelved uh, Change of Seasons. Right. So what ended up happening is they continued to work on it. They continue to iterate on it, and now it's a fucking 24, 25-minute monster that it is. Shit. And it's actually a song because they have it available at most bars. So whenever I fucking put my dollar in or whatever, my dollar fifty or yeah. whatever the fuck, I'll put Change of Seasons, man. I don't get my dollars worth. Fucking... That and Octavarium. And fucking Octavarium, yeah, dude. I'll, is that on... I don't think I it's don't on. Know. I know. Ch- I know for sure Change of Seasons. I know Awake is on there, too. Yeah, so... But yeah, <laughs> change, it's, it's a really good song. And it does sound like it came from Images and Words. It's... Fucking epic as shit. It's fucking amazing. The rest of that um, that album, it's more of a like a B sides because it's got a couple of melodies. It's got a couple of live tracks. Yeah. Um, it's got a big melody where they play a little bit of a Bohemian Rhapsody in there. Mm. And they play a little bit of a of a fucking Your Boys Can- uh, Kansas. Yeah. They do the the fucking riff from Carry On. Yeah. Like they just kind of jump into. Dun, it. Dun, dun, yeah, dun. it's actually the final track. It's a live track. It's just called the big the big melody. Oh, okay. It's just a bunch yeah, of yeah. fucking progressive melodies and well, I mean, I wouldn't call Queen progressive, but maybe like a tribute. Yeah, basically, just a bunch of fucking I think things that they look up to. And I want to say James Abri has mentioned that he um, looks up to. I think he did say Freddie Mercury is one of his favorite singers. Yeah, awesome. one of his. Oh, awesome singer! Yeah, absolutely. So this is right around this time. 
I want to say between this uh, Chains of Seasons and Falling Into Infinity mm-hmm. is where James Debris actually got stuck with food poisoning. Where he had such violent, profuse vomiting that it destroyed his vocal cords. Ah, so this is what you wanted. We we're talking about earlier. Yeah, so I've gone on another episode saying I thought it happened like later mm-hmm. in his career, and I was shocked. Yeah, like, like in the two thousands, right? Yeah, I thought I was thinking like after Metropolis because Metropolis sound, he sounds so amazing on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it, I was wrong. It happened like in the mid nineties, like ninety five. Shit. He, he, I think he went out. He went on vacation and he ate some bad shrimp or something. As silly as it sounds. <laughs> But fucking yeah, I know, right? But he got so sick that he was vomiting so violently that it fucked his voice up, and he Damn. literally, I guess, the acid in the vomit or yeah. something, and he fucking literally had to go to into surgery and stuff to try and reconstruct it. Damn! It got to a point where he was like depressed, like clinically depressed. He felt like he lost his his instrument, dude. He yeah. lost his, yeah. his reason, yeah. and he he got really depressed. But um, and he said, I mean, to date, he says his voice has never felt the same. Mm-hmm. And as a result, there's people that do critique. Is singing that all oh, he sucks now oh he can't hold a note anymore which there are times when you hear him live where yeah he does kind of fuck up a little bit mm-hmm. but again that's not really his fault he's just kind of doing the best he can yeah as a result he had to compensate he had to drop an octave down and just about everything yeah but he does it so seamlessly it's, he still holds a note very well i think as someone who just saw him live this year i think he sounded amazing and i'm right. saying that as because i've heard recordings where he sounds kind of shitty like i'll admit it like oh yeah he sounds rough there but I'll, when he went to Austin, he sounded he was on point. And then we're going to see him in... Uh, October 22nd? Uh, 23rd in, uh, in El Paso. 23rd? Yeah. We're going to see him... The Wednesday. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Figures. Uh, we're going to see him. Um, we got like, we got like fucking row five, dude. Oh, you got your tickets? Row, we already got them. Row five tickets. We're so gonna, uh, up, we're going to be... Up, up front. Yeah, dude. John Petrucci's going to sweat on me, dude. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, so... You're going to see his big sweaty muscles. It's probably... Yeah, he's buff. He's buff for like a 50-something-year-old. But like yeah, yeah, dude, he's, yeah dude, he's ripped. So fucking, uh, we're gonna see them, and again, and is, he just, I, I is he just gonna be them? Yeah. Do they have an opener? No, that's no, it. no. It's just oh, that's it's two hours of theater, man. Fuck yeah. Then I think I think it's the same show, but I think the first set's gonna be a little different from what we saw because mm-hmm. I think they vary the set the first half up mm-hmm. per show. The uh, one uh, the one thing that's in the same is we're gonna do the Metropolis live again, which I am so ready to see again. So I'm super looking forward to that. I'm actually, uh, now that you mentioned that, that mm-hmm. week uh, we were going to go to Phoenix uh, to watch, well, my girl's going to watch Incubus, but the day after, it's a the, Thursday. The death metal band? That's it. No, no. Oh. The pop band. Oh. But that's her, I mean, that's her shit. I'm not, I'm not going. But she's, okay, Wednesday is going to be Dream Theater. Okay. Thursday is going to be her thing. So I'll probably, you know, like pick her up, drop her off. Or she's going with her friends. And Friday would be uh, the Amon Amarth, At the Gates, Arch Enemy, and I don't know who else. Where are they coming? But that's going to be out there in, oh, in, in Phoenix. Fuck, yeah, be hard so I'm going to be in... I'm already going to be in Phoenix. So Yeah, you better see that. We're gonna, Yeah, might as well check it out fucking the next day. Fucking At the day. Gates it's and, and Amon Amarth and dude, fucking... Well, Arch it, Enemy just to see him. It's cool. Yeah, just yeah. to see him. But it's the next day. Yeah, that shit. That's gonna be awesome, dude. Oh, hell yeah, man! And then earlier in, in uh, the Columbus Day weekend, yeah, we're gonna check out uh, Amorphous oh, with uh, Annika Van Giersbergen. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, Delane is the other ones, which they were on the seventy k. They're all right. If you're, it's like a mediocre woman, uh, female fronted band. 
but yeah, though, but fucking fucking Annika and fucking Amorphous. Dude. I mean, that's that's, that's gonna be it's fucking gonna be amazing. amazing. It's I mean, I think that, to me it's a bucket list. It's gonna be uh, I'm, I know I sound like an asshole, but I'm gonna skip the uh, Demons and Wizards. Uh, oh really? Because there's no way to make it, dude. Well, where's it out again? That's gonna be in, the, either it's either in Denver or Dallas. Yeah, and I can't at the same time, I, dude. It's on a Saturday. I can't make it. Uh, the the if I drive out there, I have to drive out on a, on a Friday and I have to come back on a Monday. I don't have all that fucking money to do all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a pain in the ass. I mean, if, I'd love to go see them because yeah. that is officially now once in a lifetime. Yeah, fuck, but. I uh, oh, sorry maybe to something will fall in your lap. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, we'll see. Yeah. yeah, sorry to like you're like your uh, your uh, fucking comment. You always say buy the damn concert ticket. <laughs> buy the ticket, take the ride. There you go. Know. Yeah. All right, man. So <laughs> moving on here. So that so after uh, after um, oh, uh, oh my god after uh, fucking uh, change of seasons. Sorry yeah. about that. My mind blinked horribly. Yoga. Uh, we get on to falling into, into infinity, which is the one that. I think this is the one they were flat out like you need to make a fucking catchy album. You need to make it. You need to be to be you to have another pull me under. You know, like they're they're under pressure. Um, so this album, I rock pressure. <laughs> Push me down. So <laughs> this album, though, believe it or not, as, as as catchy and friendly as it is, I think it's an easy listen. I think it's none of the songs are really that long, uh, with the exception of I want to say um, fucking uh, Trial of Tears, because that that's probably my favorite song on that album. Which is Trail of Tears? Uh, okay, Trail. I'm sorry. When I say Trail, Trail of Tears. Thank uh-huh. you. Um, that um, that fucking song is beautiful. If uh, you haven't heard it, check it out. Is this the album that I was saying I couldn't get into? Yeah. No, this isn't it. Well, we'll get to that a little later. I know which one you're talking about. I'm yeah, still, yeah. I'm still shocked that you couldn't. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I heard. I. I. This one I did for sure, but I. I briefly. Yeah. Went over it, and yeah, I was. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was. Uh, a little eh about it. This one, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, it, it's it's a little like a little. It plays it plays it safe. I mean, we got like you, not me, which sounds like a fucking straight up mid nineties uh, rock song. <laughs> uh, Peruvian skies is fucking amazing. Hollow years. That one, yeah. Peruvian skies. Yes. Yeah, hollow years For is sure. a nice little ballad. Um, fucking uh, burning my soul again sounds kind of like mid nineties heavy metal. Real catchy riff. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. He has like some crazy effects on his voice, and yeah, it's a little cheesy. Um, Hell's Kitchen's pretty rad. Take Away My Pain is a song that no one ever talks about. Mm. I really like that song. Um, check it out. It's uh, it tells a story about pretty much somebody who's under under deathbed, and well, someone's under deathbed, and they're visiting him, and yeah. he's talking about Kill how me. no, honestly, he talks about kind of the progression of not wanting to die into accepting mm. it's okay. gonna happen, yeah. and kind of waiting for it, and kind of embracing yeah. death, and how you know. You know, uh, while you die, the world goes on, and we, the ones that are left, are the ones that are hurting, not you. Yeah, it's a really good song. Check it out. Take away my pain. Really okay. Good. Um, so yeah, man. Um, so yeah, this one, this one was again. Dream Theater was kind of in a, in a rough spot in the mid late '90s. They were kind of hitting a lot of albums. They were just kind of misses, man. I, 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 I mean, obviously, I think a lot of it had to do with. I think a record lot of, label correct. Uh, trying. It's like it, a, they're it was, like they're, it was. they were so, basically. If you, if you guys know, yeah, I'm a hardcore. For life, Dallas Cowboys fan, but I'm not stupid, and I'm not oblivious <laughs> to the fact that Jerry Jones likes to control the team yeah. and do stupid shit sometimes, make crazy, crazy decisions. Right. right, and so, um, well, he's he's been cool now because his son's doing better. Uh, but I think in situations like this, mm-hmm. sometimes you have a Jerry Jones 
fucking with your... With and it's your... not to say that these albums that we mentioned, like you said, you love Awake. Right. I think Change of Seasons, well, it's not really an album. It's, right. It's worth checking it's out. It's like an EP, you know, it, Basically. Consider. But, I mean, in, in terms of uh, how they're trying to dictate what these guys should be writing and how they should be making their albums. Yeah. You know, the record labels... And, and it's, I, and it's, it's, it's fucking crazy, dude. yeah. Because they're trying to make them into this thing. Excuse me. And they're like... Trying to fit him into this fucking hole that they're there's, they're they're a square peg and they're trying to cram into a triangle. Yeah, hole. no shit, it's not gonna work. Yeah, and it's and as you can see, you know, falling to infinity again didn't sell well. It didn't have any real commercial hits, even though the whole album was designed to be a commercial hit. Yeah, because it was so manufactured, it, yeah. it bit him in the ass. Yeah. So this leads us into their next album, which is um, my personal favorite and probably yours, no? Uh, or top there? three, top three for sure, is uh fucking um. Metropolis Part 2 Scenes from a Memory mm-hmm. um, This album Some arguably Is This is their magnum opus This is their masterpiece This Can arguably be said Is their Is their Their ultimate album And honestly If you're already into Prague And you, li- you listen to that shit This is definitely the one I would recommend to start with Yeah I think if you're Yeah I mean It's a So got A little, little story Backstory to it Basically this album So the, During the Again during the time I think back when I don't want to say awake, but maybe during the yeah, probably during the awake sessions, the I, I think uh, Portnoy and Petrucci and all of them were working on because there was a Metropolis Part One, mm-hmm. and it's called that Metropolis Part One uh, on the fucking images and words. Mm-hmm. Um, so they wanted to make Part Two, and Part Two was originally another big ass epic song. Again, they said there was no room for a song this epic, <laughs> so they again put it on the back burner and they decided to expand upon it and they just made Metropolis Part Two a fucking album, <clears throat> which nice. kind of, which yeah, which kind of goes on to expand upon the the themes and topics in Metropolis Part One in a much more detailed. Oh okay, right. It's just a story about fucking reincarnation mm-hmm. and murder and. Is a fucking, hypnotist, no? Huh? It was like a hypnotist or something. Yeah, yeah. It starts off right. It opens up with a hypnotherapy session, mm-hmm. and then it takes him to this fucking amazing journey, right. cover to cover. This is a song you dare not skip a track. It is an amazing yeah. fucking track. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I you cannot. I wasn't skipping. You all. cannot skip shit. Awesome, it just goes. Is it? And the yeah. way it's written, the songs just go into each other. It's just mm-hmm. such a smooth ride. Um, it's heavy. Mm-hmm. It's fucking technical. Yeah, as shit. it's super heavy. And this is the first album where they were given complete creative control. Like that was the stipulation. We're like, we want to make this album how we want to make it. Yeah. And it, it shows because yeah. this is like their this album is amazing. I think fucking all band members on this album are on point. I want to say um, in the middle of their career, like during the Awake sessions, mm-hmm. they were trying to get Jordan Rudis, their current keyboardist, to sign up back then, and he didn't want to. He's like, no, I'm good. I got this other thing going. I'm not going to do it. What was he doing? Did, did he, um, he was with another band. I think he said that the band was more lined up with his tastes <laughs> or whatever. So, again, um, I want to say during... I, I want to say Metropolis Part 2 is the first album where he's officially a member. And he's been a member ever since. And he's such a fucking... I'm glad he joined. He's such a... He's such a fucking beast on the keyboard. <laughs> so, like... Um, he, he is, dude. He fucking... So, every album... I love Metropolis. Metropolis, yeah. Metropolis on onwards, every album has fucking killer ass keyboards on it. Every album, not to say there there weren't other tracks or other albums before this, but this one just really just stands out. Whereas you know a lot of bands use keyboard as a supporting sound or as a backup thing. Mm-hmm. Keyboards are just as vital in dream theater as a guitar, bass, or drum. It's just as important. I mean, there's there's a lot of songs where they where Petrucci and Rudis go back and forth on solos. Yes, yeah. 
Yeah. They all play oh, yeah. solos. It's yeah, fucking yeah. amazing. It's yeah, just, I love that. They do. They literally do fucking duels. See, look, the thing, the thing is, is that when it's like that, I think it's fucking awesome and it's fun mm-hmm. and it's great. But when it's up front in in your face, like children of bottom. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> it fucking pisses me off, yeah. dude. No, no, they're he, obnoxious. No, yeah, no. He seems like a natural process of the music, right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like yeah. I said, when you see him live, it's so you can tell they have so much fucking fun doing it, man. Yeah. Like yeah. they'll be fucking making faces at each other as they yeah. take turns. And, yeah, yeah. They yeah. have like they have. I mean, I mean, I, I can tell they're genuinely having a good time. I, I'll when I get, I'm you know get to see them, but I had that. Feeling when I saw like Steve Wilson, yeah, Steve Wilson with oh that's right the whole, the whole band that they had, yeah, the, it, it, the same way as all the Dream Theater, you know, everyone in everyone in Dream Theater, let's say for example, yeah, could make their own proper band, they could, with, with and, and, and they have, it, I mean, they and, but base it off the instrument that they play each person. Oh, they totally could. You know what I mean? If they wanted to, absolutely. Right? But the same thing when I saw uh, Steve Wilson, I'm like, God damn, these guys are so. They're so fucking talented, good. man. So, all of them. They're all so yeah. good, dude. But yeah, I mean, basically, uh, yeah, I think it's all solo shit that Jordan was doing before. I, I can't find. He anything. has a lot of solo albums now. He still he just released one this year, so he, yeah. he's still very active in the solo career. Yeah, and it's always just you know sweet ass fucking keyboards, man. Yeah. So and and, and also it's important to mm-hmm. I guess during this time, they were also doing uh, the liquid tension experiment. Yes, um, which was basically. Um, Different, uh, different uh, dude on uh, bass. Uh, what's his name? What? Uh, Tony Levine. Yes, uh, he was on bass, but it was John Petrucci, Port, uh, Mike Portnoy, um, fucking Levine, and Rudis. Mm-hmm. And it, all that is is like basically progressive jam band. Yeah, that that was straight Just up straight up. Fucking and I and I had heard about the straight movie. up fucking destruction. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, I hadn't even heard it back then when it came out. I was on on top of that. It's just a know. fucking progressive mindfuck. When um, uh, when was it? Who was is anybody was involved with OSI? Mm, sure. From these guys? I'm not sure. Um, Who's uh, Do you remember that band? Not familiar. Super. Office of Strategic <laughs> something. No. Is it OSI? Yeah, there's an album that has like a. It's like a passport or some shit. <laughs> no, uh, I think I missed that one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a, another prog. It's another prog band. Check them out, man. Here, let's see. Here we go. I found it. Oh, okay. So it's origi- originally formed by Fate's Warning guitarist. You're in the ballpark. Yeah, yeah. it was a prog band. Uh, prog- well, Chroma Key keyboardist Kevin Moore. Vocalist Kevin Moore, which mm. I think might be uh, related to these guys in one way or another. Yes, I believe he was so, a vocalist for a spell or he did keyboards. The uh, band's name is a reference to the Keyboards, office. he was a keyboardist. Yeah. Kevin Moore, yeah. Because yeah. actually that's why, because uh, so James Abri's full song, full song, full name is uh, Kevin James Abri, and yeah. he went, he ditched the Kevin because... Kevin Moore. The other dude's names. Yeah, he was in the band and they yeah. died with Costco. Yeah, so I knew there was... Which is kind of dumb considering we have John Young and John Petrucci. Petrucci. Anyway, it's not really... <laughs> It'd be kind of funny if they had Kevin, Kevin, John, John. I know, right? And Mike. <laughs> so, here we go. Yeah. So, Matthäus recruited Dream Theater's then drummer Mark, Mike Portnoy. Yeah. Uh, Sean Malone. And, yeah. So, they did an album. Um, 2003 for Inside Up. Mm. Um... Yeah. So there is one connection. 
to OSI. <clears throat> okay. Which uh, I remember hearing this through. Or no, a fucking Zen. He, dude, he does everything. He does. He isn't everything. He's a busy guy. He's cool because he does everything. So well, yeah, I, we'll, we'll get we'll get to him right now in a bit here. Yeah. Um. So. I yeah. So we're we're getting close to it. So Metropolis Part Two, um, Scenes from Memory, amazing album, to me, um, one of my all time favorite albums of all of all time, flat out. Um. So this leads into another amazing album. I think. Oh fucking, my god. Yeah. yeah, dude. Fucking Six Degrees of Inner Turbulence. Even. Dude. Just the introduction. They've the, been the first song. To, yes. Just, and they, they've been wanting to do a double album for so long, apparently. And again, labels not letting them do let not letting them do them. They kept being like, no, no, no. There's no market for a double album. Whatever. You shut your dirty face. Right, and they did, and it's um disc one is uh it's about about five songs, I wanna say. I think more, no. Uh first this um yeah, five tracks. Yeah. yeah, 17 to 13 minutes. And like, yeah, because the songs are pretty much long. They're pretty long as shit. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, um, that album, let me tell you, uh, Glass Prison. Yes. Fucking amazing song. Blind Faith. Uh, fucking Misunderstood is such a beautiful track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great oh, De- fuck. Great yeah, Debate's dude. probably my least favorite song. It's the one uh, where they're, it's, it's a song talking about stem cell research and whatnot. It's definitely it was, a period, it's definitely, yeah. I was I was it, it kind of I kind of tuned that one out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was. It, it, it I did the same thing. Definitely kind of a period piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Song. Uh, Disappear, which mm-hmm. I think is a fucking tragic, beautiful, heartfelt, depressing, mm-hmm. fucking song. About dude. to crash, and... dude. So yeah, so yeah, well yeah, so that leads into fucking the actual uh, song Six Degrees of Inner Turbulence, which is a forty-some odd minute epic, which was this too. Uh, they decide to break it up into different chapters. So, yeah, we have The Overture, About to Crash, War Inside My Head, so on and so forth. And all these songs, um, these songs roll into each other. Yeah. And it's meant to be listened to in one sitting. It's meant to be this one big story. Another, con- It's not really a concept album. It's just a con- It's a song. Mm-hmm. And so if you listen to their live albums, it's actually a single track when they play it live. Okay. So I kind of wish they kept it as a single track personally. Yeah. Kind of like with uh, Green Carnation. Yeah. That one album, it's like one, it's like a one, one hour uh, song. Light of, Light of Day, Day of Darkness. Yeah. That was just like one. Yeah. Is yeah. That one? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the, the, I actually have the DVD for that one. Yeah. And they play it. It's just one, that's like when they were more like doom and gloom. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah, it's, uh, well, it's kind of, I kind of wish they, Dream Theater kept it that way. For some reason, I would have just preferred that, just to be a nerd. But it's uh, cool. but again, the, the actual track, the title track, Six Degrees of Inner Turbulence, is such a great fucking song. Yeah. It's talking about fucking just um, man, mental breakdowns and shit, dude. It goes to a lot of places. Yeah. It's a really good song. Um, definitely. Again, not for the faint at heart. Not for the... No. Not for the... Not, Unin- for, the, Unin- not for the training wheel riders. Uninish- uninitiated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this goes into a, a fucking train of thought, man. Um, what did you think of this one? Train of Thought? Yeah. Um, it's a fucking kick-ass record, dude. It's like... Probably their heaviest. It's... Or one of their heaviest. It's um, arguably one of the heaviest ones. It's um, straight metal, man. Yeah, I think for... I don't know, I like the album cover, but... Yeah. Songs, uh, I think I really liked... Uh, this stream of, stream As I Am, Stream of Consciousness. Stream of Consciousness is that big epic uh, yeah. instrumental. yeah. Vacant's a really cool song, and it actually has a cool story behind it, man. So, Vacant's, uh, the, you listen to the lyrics, it's talking about someone, you know, with their, uh, pretty much unresponsive, and basically what it was is, they, uh, I want to say it was James Debris' daughter had went into, like, some catatonic state for oh, a reason. She's yeah. okay. But he, 
he had to do was that he was just watching in the hospital and he just couldn't do anything. Yeah. And this uh, the song Bacon oh. is him kind of penning down what he was going through in his head, like watching yeah. her, you know, unresponsive and. Um, it's a very like her, her and you can bacon. hear you can hear the fucking hurt in his voice when he sings it. It's such a good song. Um, for me, I love uh, "Honor Thy Father." Yeah, it's a real pissed off song. It's one of the only ones you ever hear them cuss because yeah, they I never heard it. Yeah, he does. He says, uh, uh, "What's it called?" You have the balls to blame this shit on me, and then you're fucking blind to the damage. Yeah, you've done. yeah, I he thought never I heard that shit. Yeah. James Green <laughs> never cusses or well, he doesn't write a lot of the songs. A lot of the yeah. writing is from Portnoy and Petrucci. And um, you know, a lot of them do the writing themselves, and James just sings it. James has a few uh, song credits here and there, but for the most part, it's I think Portner writes a good a good portion of everything for the earlier, for this part of their okay their, most most of their career honestly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, um, it's a great album. It's again very heavy, a lot of chuggy, heavy, fucking thick riffs. Dude. Oh yeah, it's definitely good. It's um, a lot of epic songs on this one. Um, most of the, some, most of the tracks are over ten minutes. Mm-hmm. They're they're pretty epic. Which, um, if you guys didn't know, Dream Theater is known for having some of the longest well, songs yeah. ever. And that's why <laughs> that's why this would be good for when you think you're ready, take off the trading wheels. I think this would be a good solid album. It's good shit, to man. Start it's with. good shit to drink a beer to on a rainy day and just jam out, man. Mm-hmm. So Just leave it. Play absolutely. It. So this is what I was actually listening to today um, on the way here. Uh, fucking Octavarium. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. Octavarium, I think, is one of their more progressive records post-2000s. Yep. Um, it's um, So I kind of laughed. I made that post... Um, I hate going back to them, but fuck it. So uh, Metal uh, Metal Injection put a post about how Tool's new album is to be a concept album based around the number seven. Right. And I put... Right. I put, big fucking deal, Dream Theater did that shit like 15 years ago with the number eight. Yeah. <laughs> That's this one. <laughs> fucking Octavarium came out in 2000, 2005. I'm 14 years. Yeah. 2005. So this album, I really thoroughly enjoy. This is... Uh, um, there's only one skippable song for me on this one. But uh, for me, I, the root of all evil, the answer lies within these walls. These walls. This, these walls is such a good song. Fuck yeah! So de- you could definitely tell it's a song about anxiety and yeah, it's such a good song, man. Yeah. Uh, speaking of anxiety, fucking uh, panic, panic attack. attack. Yeah. So as somebody who personally, I do actually suffer from clinical uh, depression, anxiety. anxiety, and bipolar. I have all those fun things, and panic attack. Such a it's like number one. It's a heavy fucking track. Yeah, it's great. And number two... The bass, right? Is like, it, starts off, it starts off with this popping bass. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, man. it's all up here on the fucking... Yeah. Um, towards the body and shit. But, like, the uh, the lyrics on that song, it's just basically describing what's happening, what you go through in a panic, atta- panic attack. Um, you know, talking about your fucking your heart racing and you can't think and yeah. you feel like you're going to die. Um, you know, stuff like that. And it's just like, and you, you, know, you ask yourself, why am I like this? Yeah. It's such a good song. And again, as someone who speaks... I can, it speaks to me because I'm like, yeah, pretty much. That's that's what kind of <laughs> happens. But like, it's such a fucking fucking heavy, heavy, heavy track. The at the uh, towards the middle end, there's this whole instrumental part where it's about an eight minute song, and it's um fucking it goes into this instrumental part where it's uh, basically uh, fucking Jordan just shredding on keyboards, yeah. and then fucking yeah. John takes over, and then it goes back into the fucking cor- uh, to the pre-chorus. It's such a great fucking song. Yeah. Um, Never yeah. Enough is another really good one. Yeah. Um, I'm not too sure what the story is behind it, but it definitely is talking about somebody who gives everything to somebody to make them satisfied with it, and they just keep wanting more and more and more, enough. and it's yeah. never, hence the title, right? Yeah. To the point where it's like, well, what would you do if I walked away? Yeah. You know, would you, would you even care? You know, yeah, it's, well, it's, yeah. yeah, why am I here? You know, yeah. why, am I even, why do I even do this for you? Right. It's a really good song. <laughs> so the one track that I never really jived with, even, even back then, uh, was Sacrifice Sons. Now, this one... 
Um, it's, again, it's more of a it's more of a period piece. It's because uh, this album kind of came out uh, during the uh, the time frame where you know we were dealing with uh, the Middle East more. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still kind of are, but more so. Well, it was kind of a hot topic, right? So Sacrifice says, you know, talking about, you know, the people we send out there for per- right. arguably a needless fucking battle that we had no- we had no reason being at. Yeah. So that's kind of what it's about. And again, it's one of their longer songs and it kind of, I think it's just one of those songs that kind of drones on a little too much. Um, it's not a bad song. I think I like it more than uh, The Great Debate. But honestly, <laughs> honestly, The Great Debate and Sacrifice Songs, Sacrifice Songs are probably my two least favorite Dream Theater songs. Because this is the only time you probably hear me this is the last time I think in their discography you'll hear me talk about a song I don't like. So, and it's not that I don't like it, it's just I could do without it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah but yeah. it leads into the fucking title track, which is Octavarium, which is this fucking 24 minute fucking monster of a song. James Abri has gone on record saying that this is his favorite song to sing. I think it was, quote, um, Octavarium, the whole freaking thing. Because <laughs> it's so fucking long. Because they asked, like, what's one, of your, what's one of your favorite, most favorite tracks to do live? The whole thing. And he said, Octavarium, the whole freaking that's thing. That's fucking awesome. Because man. it's so fucking long. Yeah. But, yeah, and it's a song, I mean, considering it's 24 minutes long, yeah. it only it only has, I think, one moment towards the end of it where it does go instrumental for a yeah. bit. But for the most part, James is on the forefront of this song. Yeah, there's... there's He's singing throughout most I of it. I think there's, like, four or five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he's, where, where, yeah, where they go into this keyboard yeah. breakdown and shit. Yeah. And... It's one of the few songs where he does scream a lot in his solo shit, mm-hmm. but he actually busts out some fucking screaming wails at the end and shit. When he's like, trust inside this. What was his yeah. uh, solo shit again? What is it, is um, it well, just James Labrie? He or? has that, and they he has uh, another... Yeah, there's, he has one that's just James Labrie. He did a couple of albums yes, off of that, which I've is heard. pretty good shit. Yes, yes. Pretty good shit. Um, and then he also did uh, Mo Muzzer, which is also yes. pretty good shit, too. Yes. His solo shit's actually definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Uh, I think he has some other stuff, too, but I, I just can't escape it. Yeah, I remember Those are the ones his... that he's mostly known for, yeah. is his solo work, which he yeah. did um, around this time, actually. Uh, yeah. Did to, like, after 2000. Yeah, there's one where he, it's him, it's a black and whitey photo. Yeah. And it's a him, that's the one I listen Mo- to. and then Momuzer was, like, late 90s. Yeah. So he was kind of doing that during the um, Metropolis and shit, Metropolis Part 2. And that's a really good one. That one yeah. is very indicative of, uh, of him back then. It's really good. <clears throat> so, real yeah. quick. Yeah. I gotta go pee. Go for it. We'll be right back. All righty. Back from the pisser. To the magic of editing. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, moving right, on. Man. So, yeah, moving on, dude. Uh, so, yeah, Octavarium, another fucking uh, great fucking album. Um, they're actually touring uh, on Gigantor with it. which That's when I saw him. Yeah. Yeah, and then they actually um, on some of those shows. Uh, it says here August second when they're in Dallas, uh, they did a tribute to Dimebag Daryl. Uh, they actually played uh, Cemetery Gates as an encore, where multiple yeah. musicians on the bill, such as Russell Allen, uh, even Burton C. Bell, oh, wow. Fear Factory, and Dave Mustaine, uh, joined them on stage to play different parts of the song together. With them. that's fucking cool. That that's, that would have been beautiful. that probably was during the same time when I saw them. Well, this was, was this was al- this is specifically at the Dallas show. Well, that's what I'm saying. I saw him in Albuquerque, so it was either after Albuquerque or before Albuquerque. Probably, man. Yeah. Like, so, but it was interesting because, yeah, that was a really good. Um, That's when they were playing on. Support. They were playing. They actually opened up with Glass Prison. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sucks they they hate playing festivals. Yeah. Because they're like, and then they 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 have a meme of James Abri going. I hate playing festivals, man. They just they give us like an hour. That's like two yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and they were given a lot less than an hour. Yeah, hour, man. yeah. So I they think probably they were given forty five minutes. Yeah, so that's, um, not, yeah. that's not enough to take him in. 
No. Uh, so yeah, moving on to uh, what, uh, probably your favorite album, uh, Systematic Chaos. <laughs> so talk to me, man. Why, oh, why, why, why don't you like this album? I tried. Okay, fair. Uh, I feel like, and I tried a few times. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was really weird. Um, there were some songs that I would hear, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Really, I, I like, was really not. It's weird, man. Yeah, it wasn't. I too... mean, when you told me that, yeah, dude, I'm not because when you're kind of like just kind of boning up on your dream theater for this right. episode, you're like, "Yeah, man, I don't know about systematic chaos," and I'm like, that was... "What do you?" Because I actually really love this album, and I'm um, like, "What are you talking about? You don't know about systematic I, chaos?" I felt like there were some parts with like the vocals. You know, I think, I think there was like, like I think there were like vocal to effects. To be to give to, to be fair, I will give you that the vocals are not the strongest showing here. But as far as the like, there's some heavy songs on this album, man. Fucking and fucking epic too. So in the presence of my enemies, part one and part two, they basically bookend the album. Um, this, this it was meant to be played back to back, part one and two, but they for whatever reason they decided to just split it up. <laughs> whatever, you know. Yeah. But, um, so we have Forsaken, which is, I think it is a single. Um, they actually made a video for that one. Uh, Constant Motion, uh, which is an okay song. It's, I think it's really catchy, actually. It's, uh, I think about seven, eight minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, very high energy. It's talking about things spinning around. I don't know. Talking about motion, constant motion. Anyways. Yep. Talking about physics. Uh, Dark Eternal Night, which is a really heavy song, actually. I think um, that's really one I liked. Yeah, the, it has that really cool, almost Zach Wildy kind of riff. Of the yeah, game. there's, 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 and there was one that where it, there's a song, um, and I believe it's on here that kind of goes into this weird new metal um, um, vibe, and I was like, what? No, thank you. I did not like that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Maybe it could have been Forsaken. Forsaken is catchy. It could have been Forsaken. It's got a lot of hooks. Because it was early on when I heard that. I was yeah. like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like... probably the Forsaken. Yeah, it sounded really... Anyways. Um, yeah, because, I mean, Repentance is a pretty cool song. That's a song pretty much talking about... It's just about being sorry about being a dick. It's a really good song, actually. <laughs> uh, Prophets, oh, that's good. Prophets of War, Ministry of Lost Souls is a fucking cult classic for them, actually. And I actually love the closing track, The Presence of My Enemies Part 2. Yeah. Talking about... Basically, like it's like a story, dude. It's like, uh... it sounds like. And again, don't quote me on the shit. don't quote me on the fucking uh, the meanings of all these songs. It's just what I picked up from it, listening to it for yeah. many years. In the Prince of, of of Enemies, um, part two, it's like talking about how this guy's like part of a cult almost, mm. and where he's supposed to be like the the fucking prophet and all this, and eventually, like he wakes up and he de- fucking defies. You know, his the, the lyric is like Dark Master, and the whole song he's saying how he'll die for his Dark Master, he'll die for, he'll commit this, these sins for him in, in, his, in his infernal name and shit like yeah. that. And they just fucking, like, kind of like eventually he's like, I'm no longer your slave and fuck you. And it's a cool song, man. I think it's a really cool song. It's really nice. Starts off real creepy, and like, it kind of gives me, like, um, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of, like, uh, what's that last song on Rush's uh, Moving Pictures? Witch Hunt or some shit. Uh, I don't remember the name. Yeah, man. Well, anyways, it has like this real like eerie, think of like a foggy forest kind of thing. Mm. And so it kind of pictures with the, the ambience of that song. Yeah. So anyways, I, it's cool if you don't like it, man. But I, I, I genuinely enjoy it. Now, I know you like this album. So this was actually a kind of a big deal, man, because this marks the, um, an end of an era for Dream Theater. Uh, yeah. This was uh, Black Clouds and Silver Linings. Yeah. Came out in uh, 2009. Yep. Um, mm. 
Another um, really good album, I think. Um, the opening track, A Nightmare to Remember. Yep. Fucking um, heavy as shit. I saw that song live, actually. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. I think I liked... Uh, I'm trying to remember, because so, I liked the album. Yeah, it's a solid album, man. Um, I like Wither. Yep. A real depressing kind of pity me song. But I well, like anything it. anything like that is... I'm telling you. Yeah, you love they're, depressing shit. They're... <laughs> They're like proficient and shit like that, dude. Making like really sad yeah. sounding songs. Yeah, James is like awesome. He's got uh, a really good like just voice that makes you want to yeah. weep. Um, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so Wither's really good. Shattered Fortress is fucking heavy. Best of Times is such a beautiful fucking song, That's, dude. Yeah, this song, well, so um, my wife doesn't really listen to these. She tries to, but they're a little long for her. But um, so her grand her grandfather passed away a few years right. ago, and she's deeply close to him. That's. Yeah. That's her father in, in some respects because right. she, she raised her. Right. So that was her male figure. And the song is about uh, Mike Portnoy's father who passed away during the making of the album. He was battling cancer. Unfortunately, he lost his battle around that time while they were recording. So during that time, you know, uh, Portnoy penned this song down. And it's, it's just such a beautiful song. It's just um, talking about just growing up with your father. Times, you know, the times where he left him to go on tour, which is, again, very similar to my wife. Who is a musician? She does travel a lot. As uh, well, right now she's settled down, but she would travel a lot as part of her her her, her, her work. And you know, and the, and the song just reminded her of her grandfather, and yeah. she literally cried when she heard it. Oh man! Yeah, like she's like, "This is such a beautiful Immediately. song." Immediately, and she's like, "I can't. It's so beautiful." I'm like, right? And she's like, "Reminds me of my grandpa." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I was just playing because I thought it was pretty." <laughs> but and it is. It's really God, beautiful, song. and it has this a beautiful solo at the end. Yeah, it's just powerful. I mean, go into the Count of Tuscany, which is a silly song. Yeah. But it's fucking, again, it's like fucking 20-something minutes. Um, it's epic as hell. When I saw uh, Stargazer, and, uh, I thought it was going to be a cover of Rainbow. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I want to hear this. And then you're all sad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, dude. This isn't Rainbow. <laughs> this is not even close. Just want to hear some Dio. I know. Right? <laughs> it would have been cool. Can't blame me. So, during, so the reason why this was the end of, uh, end of an era. I mean, again, this ah, is right. It was, yeah. an, it was a great album. Yes. Um, and again, I mentioned Portnoy in it. Ironically, uh, this was the last album that would have Mike Portnoy on drums, which is kind of a big deal because Portnoy is, for the better part, he was the brain of Dream Theater in a lot of respects. Um, and was those he, of you, he was like one of the founding members. He right? was a founding member, and he, yeah. you know, he's a self-taught amazing drummer he's been nominated multiple times for modern drummer of the year yeah and has won multiple times he's such a fucking amazing 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 and very uh, genuine person yeah he's very cool he seems really cool uh, I follow his um, Facebook and Twitter his uh, Instagram his yeah. Instagram yeah, yeah dude, you can tell he's a fucking sweetheart man he's just he's a big, such a good dude man. big teddy bear man yeah, yeah he's awesome so so a, lot, a little drama here um, and it, it does kind of suck. And I, I mean, we only we only know what what they share, right? Mm-hmm. So he wanted a break. All it was, he asked for about a five year break from Dream Theater. He wanted to pursue other things and take a break from playing and this and that. The band and it it wasn't just James. The band collectively agreed. No, we want to keep going. So then Portnoy, you know, tried to negotiate. He's like, well, okay, let's do a year, a year break. Yeah. Still, no, we want to keep going. We want we want we don't ever want to stop. So, Portnoy at that point made the hard decision saying, all right, well, then I guess I'm out. I, I need to do this thing. I mean, 
Whatever his reasons were, he needed yeah. to take. He over. needed a sabbatical from Dream Theater. From Dream Theater, and I get it because Dream Theater. I mean, at this point, they have over ten albums, so I mean, it's yeah. a lot, you know. Yeah. And I get it, and they relentless touring for over two decades. It's yeah. I get it, man. And he's in, you know, he's at the time was pushing mid forties. Yeah. You know, he was getting older. He just, maybe he just wanted to just settle down with his fucking wife and kids. Or, well, yeah. now adult kids, but like, yeah, man. So I, I kind of get where he came from. Yeah. Um. So, well, here's here's where it gets a little a little dirty. So oh, no. yeah. So apparently, um, Porno has gone on record saying that during this time frame, after he decided to take his little sabbatical, he multiple times would try to stay in touch with the band, and he would try to reach out to them, and you know, officially they would pretty much ignore Dodge's calls, wouldn't write back to him, they would ignore him on social media, like just really weird. Yeah. Um, it did come out though that uh, John Petrucci and he did admit John Petrucci stayed in touch with him. So him and John are like they're still homies. They still actually they yeah live, yeah they they're brothers, man. They they spend holidays together. Like John will go to his family's for Thanksgiving I, I and think vice versa. There's been different. Um, is it like Nam or different musician events with like instruments like they'll still, events they'll still you jam. see them they will still play together they, you see them together oh, you guys they're they're like inseparable they're, yeah. they're 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 homies for life so you know and that's good that kind of warms my heart a little bit and that kind of tells what kind of person like he didn't take it personally you know, yeah right? well um, kind of Patricia, you know? well Patricia, no not at all for still uh point I mean, no, point no, he definitely did man um and so what happened was oh, well, yeah so well, yeah so what happened was apparently um there were some words, I think, shared between him and Labrie, which went kind of bad. So they're not really talking anymore, unfortunately. Um, there was a point... Still? I don't know about still. This was at the time. And so I know there was a point where Portnoy did want to come back. Mm-hmm. Like, within that year, he wanted to come back, dude. And unfortunately, apparently, like, their lawyers and all this shit were like, Nope, we already signed our new drummer, and he's on a contract, and tough shit. Uh. So he he's gone on record saying that he will go back to Dream Theater in a heartbeat. If yeah. the door ever opens for him, he is. He's I like, think he's I've like, heard that before. He's like, I'm in. Like all they have to do is let me in. Like my door's open. They just have to. Yeah, they just have to. Yeah, there you go. So um, so, so let's see. Let's see. So they quote who auditioned for them. So besides the obvious, right? Um, so we had um, pretty much uh, an all star bunch of like top tier drummers, right? So we had um, Derek Roddy, Thomas Lang, Virgil Donati, Marco Miniman, uh-huh. uh, Aquinas Priester, uh, Peter uh, Wildor, Wilder. and finally Mike Mangini. Uh, I, I think. And even. Uh, Fate's Warning Drummer. Yep. Fate's Warning Drummer, Bobby Jarzombic. Jarzombic. He was, uh, also, he was invited to audition, but he but had he, to turn down the offer due to some conflicts. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think he would have been anywhere near... For them? No. Yeah. Fate's Warning's cool, he's, but... He's... No, no, no. He's a badass drummer, yeah. but he's a metal drummer. Yeah. Like a straight metal drummer. Yeah. I don't think he would have been... He would have fit the jive. Yeah, the he, he wouldn't have fit... The progressive drive. No, no. Right. So, ultimately, they had this whole... They had this whole uh, thing called The Spirit Carries On. It's uh, uh, just this whole, uh, you know... Let's find our new drummer. We want to keep going. Yeah. Um, so apparently shortly... So they ended up going with Mike Mangini, who, <clears throat> to his credit, is amazing. Um, he's a really good fucking drummer. It's kind of funny. They replaced the mic with a mic. Um, <laughs> so you can still... If you go by first name basis, it's still the same. <coughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> so, they probably did it on purpose. Nah, nah. So what happened was... Um, so what basically happened was 
he accepted the position. He quit his job. I think he was a, a teacher, a music theory teacher or something. At where was it, man? Uh, oh, Benjini. Yeah, he was a teacher, man. He was a fucking teacher. I, I doesn't. I don't know. If, yeah, if you pull up his profile, I'm gonna get some answers here. I, um, yeah, he was actually at Berkeley College of Music. <laughs> Ironically, where Dream Theater pretty surprise, much started. Surprise! Surprise! Yeah, so he was actually, uh, yeah, he was actually a faculty member. He was so a, oddly enough, mm-hmm. this guy wasn't a stranger to metal. He played with Annihilator, mm-hmm. which to me is one of the most underrated Canadian thrash bands of all time. Yeah. Uh, he played with the 80s glam band Extreme. He did something with James Labrie. Yep. He worked with your homeboy, Steve Vai. So this dude was has been around the block. He He's, he's got a pedigree. He's Yeah, yep. for sure. I mean, even being with Annihilator, Annihilator's fucking fast, dude. Yeah, man. And, and, it's, roll, and man. so he joined the band. He already closed, he already left the Berkeley College. He, he packed his shit. Yeah. He's like, I'm with Dream Theater. I'm ready yeah. to rock. Shortly after that, Mike Portner's like, hey, guys. I want back. I want back in. And, and unfortunately, I have my break. they already signed him. And yeah. they're kind of, they're just, they're like, nope, he's our new permanent drummer. Quote, yeah. our new permanent drummer. And that's kind of the direction they've been going in. So, so there is a lot of uh, split in the fan base. Were right? there already, huh? uh, uh, was there already a falling out within the band at that point? I want to say some of that already happened. Yes. Before before Portnoy left, I wonder if that aggravated or if that had something to do with him, uh, with them being okay and be like, you know what, see you later, dude. We'll find someone else. Yeah. Like I want to say that that all kind of helped. It certainly didn't. You know, oh, sorry. It didn't, it didn't help things, right? Right. Right. So yeah. So now they're with Mike Mangini to this day. He is currently the drummer still, and they. So pretty much uh, the Mike spirit, the, Mangenius Yeah Mike The genius Mangini um, <laughs> That's literally What he calls himself <laughs> um, So yeah So they went on You know As, as, as the as The uh, The, the uh, Tour Search of a drummer The spirit carried yeah. on Right So they kept going um, Into their next album A so, dramatic turn of events Now this one Yeah Is a fucking To me A badass album man. Dramatic turn of events It's a fucking is monster dude to me, it's it's um um. I had I have some notes that I Not wrote this down. one. Oh wow! Yeah, that much, huh? Yeah, I, and I have some things to say about it too. But go for it. So I think it was uh one of the one of the albums that was super against fun to listen to, very unexpected. Cover to cover, like yeah. Um, I I feel like they went a more of a pure pure. Prague, um, I guess, turn. Mm-hmm. Because when you listen to it, even the keyboards sound different. Everything's oh, yeah. just everything's this, just straight. This, prog. I feel, this is fucking Jordan's album. Yeah, I feel like just the keyboards and the yeah. the keyboard solos in this album are yeah. so prominent. Yeah. A lot of just straight piano, like not not even effects or synthesizer. But that's what I'm saying. Straight piano. But that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it, it, it almost felt like certain. Um, I guess parts sounded like out of place or out of time, mm-hmm. and this guy's made it fucking fit. They made it, it work. Was magical, dude. Yeah, dude. And I fucking loved it, man. It's a great. Um, they actually um, were. Uh, they actually uh, got nominated for a Grammy. Yeah. Uh, with on the backs of angels, um, the opening track. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, this is a great album. I, I I genuinely enjoy every song on this album. There's not a single song that I'm not down with. Yeah. 
Um, so on the backs of angels, this is definitely their hooky, catchy anthem of the of the album. It starts off real strong. It's a really good. I mean, my wife actually, she actually, um, country mariachi girl. Right. She loves Dream Theater. Yeah. She's totally on board with them. She loves yeah. them. So, and she's not even a prog snob or anything. She just genuinely likes what they do. Yeah. Yeah. She appreciates as music because she's very. Uh, she's uh, not. She's Inclined. well. She's classic. My wife is actually classically trained. She's a celloist. And she plays guitaron for mariachi. Cello. Cello. So she she actually appreciates a lot of the work that goes into the music. And as a musical analyst that she actually studied, she yeah. listens to the music and is like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So she's always, she always trips out because I'm not... I played bass for a while. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I don't consider myself a musician. But as a non-musician, she kind of trips out that I enjoy this so much. Because it is music for musicians in a way. Um, yeah, it really is. So, but I, I can appreciate it and I get it, you yeah. know, and so, yeah, so we have like Build Me Up, Break Me Down. This song is, again, it's kind of a catchy and like uh, almost new metal-ish mm-hmm. in a way, but not in a bad way. It's really good. Um, this oh, is the, yeah, this is the second track. I, I think um, the, mm-hmm. I guess more, out, to me, outstanding were yeah. Outcry and, and Breaking Illusions. Fucking A. That piano part of Breaking Illusions. I think those, see, but the thing is like this album to me felt like it was not to take away anything from Portnoy but I felt like it was a real well, awak- reawakening a rebirth of believe it or not it was important or Mangini on this album no they shit. actually they actually had this album pretty much done before Mangini was in the studio with them so so who did this one? I'm not 100% sure I, I never I was reading that I actually kind of trying to figure that out before we got into this episode yeah. and it doesn't really fucking say anywhere on, on who they got for the drums on this album because the drums are really fucking good yeah but um Mangini's first official uh, time in the studio was the next album but uh yeah even that I mean they do take the time to uh, like if you look up on Wikipedia or wherever yeah he actually does they do take the time to mention that Mangini was not on this album but they don't say who who was so I'm kind of curious about that myself. was that meant to be a secret or some shit I don't it was know. not a fucking drum machine I can tell you that no, right now no hell no there's no fucking there's no way, way that was a drum machine but guys if you know who the fuck it is let us know yeah let us know for sure this man. is so interesting I didn't know that dude. yeah dude I, 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 I tried thought that was Mangini no he, oh, he was already on the bill as the drummer but he but they already done this album. he had no yeah he had no actual writing holy credits. fuck dude right. this is like a mind fuck right now I don't know <laughs> Like, it is such a good fucking... Anyways, it's such a good album, guys. Um, so, believe it or not, my favorite song is the last song. Um, which is Beneath the Surface. Yes. It's a ballad. It's a really heartbreaking song, actually. If you listen to the lyrics, it's... Uh, it's oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. It actually... When I when I was going through my depressing phases and I was doing I would drink a lot and get into a bunch of shit, um, yeah. I would listen to the song and I would cry. <laughs> so straight up I'll, I would actually get teary eyed listening yeah. to it because it kind of fit where I was in, in relationship wise and things in my life at that time it just really it's just a really uh, important song to me yeah. um, so to date it is, it is actually ironically it's a song I don't listen to a lot because of how much it hits me Yeah, like I cannot listen to it like sad. I get really sad so but, um, emotionally draining it is it is for me so but yeah this does lead us into our next album which is actually uh, the Ironically, so far into their career, they finally make a self-titled album. <laughs> so uh, I think this was... 2013. 2013. It's called uh, Theater. This one, again, to me, was back to basics. Heavy fucking metal. Heavy yeah. fucking progressive metal. It's very progressive. Um, there's uh, a lot of parts of this album that actually reminds me of fucking Rush. Yeah. 
A lot of the bass the, and the drums. I had uh, noticed that the guitar tone sounded different to me. Yes. Uh, um, but it still sounded like it, it was still straightforward metal. But you know it was Dream Theater. Yeah, with the opening track. Um, yeah. Well, the opening intro was his False Awakening Suite. which was an instrumental yeah. few minutes leading into yeah. uh, The Enemy Inside. Yeah. That is a straight up metal yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. And then I heard, I, heard, riffs. I heard a lot of... It's a song about uh, PTSD. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, the I mean, I, you know, I don't do lyrics. <laughs> I should start doing lyrics, but well, for this band because Dream Theater is like my top. They're like in my top two favorite bands of all time. Right. So, have you guys noticed on this? The episode, other being Devin. Well, ah, they're up there with Devin, man. I'm kind of a split I on know. them. So, but if you, I don't know if you guys noticed the Devin Townsend episode and this episode, I talk a lot. Yeah, it's because these are like this is my shit right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and but, I think um, with this one, there were a lot of I think there are a lot of times. On this album, mm. where you hear, like, I don't know if it's tributes or odes to, like, there's, like, a lot of classic rock-sounding shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was, like, there's um, some there's some that are, like, riffs reminiscent of Rush. The Looking Glass has such, the opening riff that... It's like dedicated to Rush. It sounds like a Rush riff. And, and that's how I say this. That's why I think this is a fucking awesome. My favorite album. song on this album is Illumination Theory. It's the yes! it's the one long song. Right. <laughs> my other, my close. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. It's such a great song. My close second number two is uh, the Bigger Picture. Okay. It's a ballad. I, I love their ballads. Me too. I'm, yeah. t- I'm telling you. The the that's like that's, that's one of their signs. strengths. Yeah. That's for sure. These guys. Um, like obviously, we know that they can jam. We know that they're heavy. We know everything. Yeah. But being heavy isn't everything, right? Right. And obviously, these guys have a way with making those ballads sort of songs. They're bread and butter, dude. They stand out. They're fucking. They're, they, they're, dude, I'm telling they you, got, they got strong hooks. They, are they got, just. They just find a way to make it work, and it sounds great. You lyri- don't get bored. They get the lyrics in your heart. So, in the bigger picture, I want to make a note um, mm-hmm. for those of you who want to check, you know, or who check out to the music that we talk to. Which yeah. I hope so, right? The, uh, oh video. yeah! Oh, by the way, before sorry, I also already made the uh, playlist? the playlist. Nice. Uh, it's gonna be on Spotify, and you'll be able to find it as TMP twenty five. Cool. Uh, and it has all the albums that we've talked about. Um, not include. We're not. We're not talking about their side projects. This is all Dream Theater. Just Dream Theater. Yeah. This, yeah. I mean, we're we're kind of staying. On yeah. And it's not in order. It's not in order. So I apologize about that. That's just check it out. Yeah, um, so the, the song in question, the bigger picture, so what I really like yeah. is the, the, uh, the last part, man. It goes into this whole, um, it's hard to, I can't really, I can't, I don't want to describe it because I can't do it justice. Okay. But it goes into this, this part where James just gets into this real emotional art and just, <coughs> excuse me, it just goes on. It just, it, it builds up and it's just, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Bigger picture, listen to it. And Illumination Theory, listen to that shit. It's yes. Epic. It's epic as fuck. Yeah. Super epic. Um, so this was the first album with Benjini in the studio, mm-hmm. and it shows because I think yeah. the drums are far superior in this album. I th- what I was saying uh. is you know how like Metallica has that cover or like that metal album or like shirt yeah. that says "Metal Up Your Ass." Yeah. I think this one to me is "Prog Metal Up Your Ass." Prog. <laughs> I fucking love it, dude. It's, 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 it's pretty. The self title is really solid. Yeah. It's a more recent release, 2013. Yeah. To me, because I've been a fan for so long, it feels like it hasn't been that long. Uh, yeah, but I it has so. been. It has been. But when I, I went back and I listened to everything, yeah, dude. I mean, I had already listened to Images and Words. Uh, of course, no, Awake. Uh, the ones that you already uh, like. Tra- train of Thought, even yeah. right, and Six Degrees, 
Metropolis 2. But they don't... The awesome part about their music, and maybe just Awake, none of it sounds aged. None of it sounds old. None of it sounds like, oh yeah, that sounds like it came from that era, those yeah. years. None of them sound like that. So people like often argue... So Dream Theater gets a lot of flack mm-hmm. on metal pages. Like well, A lot of people on metal pages are fucking assholes. But anyways. It's fine, Neanderthals. Mostly. Fucking banging rocks together. Yeah. So, But a lot of people complain that Dream Theater... Oh, it's just another Dream Theater album. Oh, it's just Dream Theater doing Dream Theater. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. What the fuck do you want, man? Yeah. Yeah. So we have bands like Opeth that change... We have, you know, arguably for the worse or the better, whatever you want right. to say. And then we have, you know, Catatonia, a band that changes arguably again for the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Anathema. We have Green Carnation. They bands, change for the better. They bands, yeah, two examples of bands that I feel change for the better. Yep. Um, Dream Theater, yes, they have, they've, they've evolved, but only subtly. Mm-hmm. And they've always had, they've always been Dream Theater. Yeah. They've always... They had some struggles in the 90s where, you know, they were trying to be forced into this place that they don't belong. And eventually they said, no, fuck you, we're going to do... But you know, I think a lot of the issue has to do with how incredibly each person in the band is, how incredibly talented they are. You can taint that chemistry if you try to, we're going to do something totally different, guys. No. Yeah. Don't. Just the fact that they're so proficient, though. If Dream continues to release what they release ongoing until the end of their lives or whatever they decide to stop doing what they're doing because they are they are getting on their ears they're all in their 50s unfortunately they'll be fine but as long as they, if they dude as if long Kansas as they is keep, still doing their shit these guys I'm are. sure I'll be listening to them until I'm 50 they're, they'll be fine so yeah. <laughs> I'm pushing 40 in a couple of years so. yeah. but that being said uh, <laughs> I know it's depressing that being said um, you know as long as they, if they keep sounding the way they sound now yeah. and they keep doing the progression that they've been doing I'm 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 excited. I'm happy to be a fan, and I'm. A, I'm I think I'm always going to be a fan. Yeah. I'm always going to love them. They're always going to have a spot for me. Yeah, of course. It's, and this is coming from me because I listen to a lot of stuff. I listen to. I love power metal. I love black metal. Mm. I love death metal. I love doom metal. Mm-hmm. I love even some of the groovier shit. I fucking like love, Pantera. Yeah, I like Pantera. Fuck yeah, dude. I know. Of course. <laughs> you know, I love thrash metal, dude. I yeah. love fucking satanic by, by shit. By the I way. Love, and there's some Christian bands that I like. There's just yeah. like I love metal. I love metal in its entirety. By the way, if you guys want amazing groove metal like Pantera, oh. you should listen to El Paso's own Pissing, Pissing Razors, Razors, man. You'll fucking, fucking love them. Yeah, dude. they're 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 in that vein, yet still keeping to their own style, but they're really fucking Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like there's a Pantera Fear Factory mix. There's some parallels. Like if they, like if they fucked, yeah. you'd get Pissing Razors. Yeah, they're really good guys. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> definitely a band that I'm happy to say I've seen live yeah. multiple times. Yeah, Just... and, and, and guess what? Yeah. The name alone, Pissing Razors, <laughs> is... It's a great name. It's the shit, dude. I fucking love it, dude. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to all the boys and... And, you know, Matt and everybody. Yeah, dude, Shout yeah. out, guys. Have them all on Facebook, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. They're from El Paso, so, like, they're, yeah. they're a big part of the metal community. Yeah, we, so. uh, Matt, Eddie. Yeah, we've all, we've, Gio. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we, we've drank with all of them. And, yeah. and Joe. Way. Yep. <laughs> you guys all so. kick ass. Um, <laughs> yeah, fucking, Matt's made me many, uh, many a drink. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love Matt. He's, and, he's, of course, our boy Caesar. Oh, he's playing with, play with ministry. He's with ministry right now. Playing with ministry. Oh, yeah. My long-haired twin. <laughs> he's my the, yeah with the beard and yeah, shit yeah he's my long haired twin with, with the great Al Jorgensen <laughs> but yeah he's he, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I always very happy for him and his success oh fuck yeah um, so well yeah man so anyways uh, moving on here so we move into the next 
uh, album, arguably their worst album. Some people may say it's their downfall. I don't think so. I, again, I don't think so. Um, um, I'll, I'll tell you what. When I saw... How long it is? Yeah. <laughs> Two hours? It's so big. That's it's so said. big. That's what she said. Yeah. It's so big. With open eyes. Dear. It's another... It's their... Yeah, second double album. So, I heard it. Yeah, it's um, and it all, is, all two hours of it. It's <laughs> manageable. Sure, it's manageable. Yeah, I'll tell you because what. Because the songs to are in, short. We listened to its entirety, um, all two hours of it. Driving to Austin actually yeah. to see them. It's it's, Which, it's funny because they played none of it at that show. But <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But still no, that's funny. It. But it's it, they're short <laughs> songs. They're short songs. Yeah, yeah, man. And because of that, it's another concept album. You you have you don't okay. So if you're thinking, oh my god, it's a double disc, there's 20 some odd songs or more, uh, don't worry about it. Well, if you want to be honest, there's 34 songs on I'm sorry, page. 34 songs. Yeah. Dude, don't worry about it. This, the the songs are short. Songs. They're like four or five minutes tops. They just kind of go into each other. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't look at it as a fucking, like, oh well, my just god. To give you, just to give you an idea. Yeah. Disc one is alone is 20, 20 songs. 20 songs. Right. Mm-hmm. And that disc is about an hour. So but but it's a, you know it, what it's, it's a good album. It's got a good flow to it. I think. Yeah. I think it's got a for sure. <laughs> good progression. But no, I think it's got a. <laughs> I think it's got a good. It's got a good pace to it. I yes. think it's a solid listen. It's definitely worth. It's not their best. People do bitch about it constantly, which I think is ridiculous. But what's I think, their what's a common complaint we've heard? Um, honestly, that it's just too much. Because it is two hours, but, and I get it. Like, cause okay, look, if you're like me. Um, and I never I, I'm gonna say it now man I'm gonna say it on the air I hate the way you listen to music I know You told okay. me I, Have I told you? Okay. Yeah you told me I don't like Jumping from album to album Song to song I I'm weird um, I listen to uh, and There are exceptions Because I will skip songs occasionally right. But for the most part For the greater most part I listen to albums Like I watch movies Well I, see look I listen to them from the beginning to end I'll and here's to uh, uh, to kind of further explain. So when I'm driving, let's say don't listen to an uh, uh, don't listen to this album on shuffle. By the way, All right? Yeah, <laughs> or, don't, or, don't. Or, or, or Metropolis. We strongly or Metropolis. We strongly or disc not. two yeah, of, do uh, not. of uh, six degrees. Yeah, we strongly advise you to not do. That. No, no, no. Yeah, I listen to when I'm by myself when I'm driving whatever. I listen to albums straight through. Okay. All right. But when Usually when we're here, we're somewhere, we're having cookouts. What am yeah. I doing? I'm the host, dude. And guess what? As a host, I don't want to fucking think. So I have things in playlists. No, but then like... And I skip, I skip songs and whatever. Okay, yeah. But, I, but that's me as a host. Because like sometimes like, we'll, be, we'll be listening to an album, dude. Like, it's just you and me. Because mm-hmm. like some, I mean, sometimes after this, this podcast, we hang out, we'll have beers. Mm-hmm. And we'll just shoot the shit for a, few, for a couple hours, right? But there's times where like, we'll be, I'll be jamming to an album and you'll just change it. I'm like, oh, dick. Well, see, <laughs> it's not, okay, <laughs> that is not because I'm skipping it just to skip. It's because I realize that there's time, and I have to fucking abide by that time. I hear you. And show, maximize that time to, for see, both I, of us. I, yeah, you know? so honestly, that's why I don't take the reins, because if it was my case, we'd listen to like three albums a night, because that's, yeah. I'm like, we're not skipping it, we're the album! <laughs> well, that's fine. But I mean, that's fine, that's, that's fine. How I do. Because there isn't anything also wrong with just doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think... Um, yeah. Which actually... When I say I listen to Octoberium yeah. today, yeah. I listen to Octoberium. I played, yeah. I started it this morning yeah. on my commute to work, and I listened to the last half of it on the way here, yeah. after work. So, I have, a long, I have a long commute, and then I was, I, in line, I was in line at McDonald's for a bit. Yeah, well, <laughs> quite a bit. 
But no, no. I mean, usually for me, that's why is that when I'm on my lonesome and when I'm driving, whatever, I listen to the fucking album. Okay, right on. Uh, but when I, that's what I'm saying, I know you gotta leave at one point, and that's why I'm trying to <laughs> You're maximize. Trying to cram, cram so much. Yeah, that's, metal that's okay. Literally, what I that's do. A, that's a genuine explanation. Yeah. So, anyways, and and again, the other one is that I told you when I'm hosting, yeah. I don't want to think, dude. I'm just hosting. I'm cool. I'll let it on shuffle, and we chill. And that's why I, get that. I have that playlist. Remember, we just yeah, the bullshit. Oh my god, I need to fucking put more music by the way. I'm getting so bored of it. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Yeah, this, I, don't, I don't even make this, playlists, man. This, dude, I can't do it anymore. It doesn't let me on my phone. Like, I have to... Like, well, I can't... Cre- when you've, I been, cre- you've had the same phone for, like, three years, man. It's the eight. Upgrade that... It's, it's, yeah, it's, like, it's three years. Plus. Yeah, well, when... When shit. they bring back the home button, I'll fucking get another iPhone. But... <laughs> dude, just use your face. I don't want to. I just used it right now to open my phone. I don't want to. So seamless. Anyways. All right, all right, all right. Anyways. I might give in to it. It's really good. Look, uh, look how big the screen is. I know it's, it's pretty, pretty fucking big. It's so All right, so OLED. Oh my god, it is OLED. Yes, so pretty. Okay, no, deeper, but yeah, deeper, deeper the astonishing, kick-ass record. Yeah, uh, I believe that um, it's not that much of a taking if you just it's the sh- the songs are short, man. Yeah, you're fine. You'll be fine. Don't you'll, you'll be okay. Don't be a bitch. Don't. <laughs> That's all I can say. Listen to the. Ast- that should be the tagline for the episode. <laughs> Listen to the fucking astonishing. Don't be a bitch. Yeah. Okay. So moving into 2019, the most this year, uh, which I'm sorry. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Listen um, to the astonishing. Don't be a bitch. Yeah. We should end the episode with that. Yeah. <laughs> this is Wolfman Dave saying, "This is the astonishing. Don't, <laughs> Don't be, be a, a bitch. bitch. <laughs> You're gonna be um, okay." Yeah. Um. Anyway, 2019. Um sees the release of Distance Over Time. Yes. Which, uh, Dream Theater went on record saying that they just didn't feel like making long songs. Really? Correct. There was no theme behind it. Just like, we just wanted to make uh, some quick, you know, machine gun, get, you know. And speaking of machine gun, this album's pretty fucking heavy. Yeah. And it's really fucking good. Yeah. Um, couple, there are a few songs that do push the eight minute mark, but it doesn't go beyond that. Yeah. I think eight minutes is about the yeah. longest a song we'll get on this one. Piss break again. Yeah, do it. Hold on, hold on. Shake the penis. There it is. Boom. Boom. Billy and we're back. So. So they were... They did an album that was just not really... I mean, it's still progressive. It's still dreamy. No, no, no. no. But, uh, I meant, like, no theme. No, and it's not, it's not a concept album by any mm-hmm. stretch. It's uh, they're, they're actually on Inside Out Records. Yeah. For their boy, Debbie. Mm-hmm. Um, they just wanted to write a straight, just just a straight, straight album. album. Man. Yeah, it, it, it's it's uh it's heavy. Uh, there's a, a couple of standout tracks for me, are um, Barstool Warrior. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Um, fucking at wit's end. Paralyzed. Um, paralyzed. Pale blue dot. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. Towards the end. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then actually do like out of reach. Um, okay. Out of reach is their ballad on that album. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh it's 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 a really good really good album like I was mentioning yeah they just kind of wanted to make a straightforward album, um again none of the songs break the really the none of them even get hit ten minutes it's really kind of unprecedented they haven't done this shit in, they haven't done an album like this in like twenty years yeah but it's not commercial friendly it's still very technical it's yeah. still very heavy yeah. um again Pale to Blue Dot has one of the fucking blistering most heavy riffs they've ever done yeah. Um, it's a really solid listen. Um, when I saw them live, they did um, Barstool Warrior live, and they did Pale Blue Dot live. Fuck yeah, dude! Fucking amazing. Um, it's a very good album, and it's definitely currently 
Again, if Amorphous's uh, fucking uh, album came out this year, I know. I even said uh, that's probably my favorite album the ever. Queen, the, the Queen of Time. <laughs> the Queen of Time. The, the, but you told me, oh no, it came out at the end of 2018. Son of a bitch! <laughs> I was yeah. like, damn it! Yeah, it came out 2018. But, yeah. but, um, because so then it's disqualified. So, right, right now, um, you know, em, uh, Empath and um, Distance Over Time are definitely. Some of my favorite albums. I kind of, I'm kind of, I'm optimistic and excited to see what Opeth brings with their new yes, album. Yes, me too. I'm, I'm cautiously hopeful. Um, um, them and Megadeth. And right, so there's some, there's still Mega, a lot of your. Megabreath. We're only, you know, breaking the middle portion of the year, so there's still yeah. a lot of year left. But as of right now, um, you know, whenever we have our album of the year discussions, I, I, I want to say, this is over time is going to be a contender for sure. It's, I, I think, I think it's going to be. In a lot of people's top ten, mm-hmm. um, I want to say that Soil Works mm-hmm. album came out in January. For me, it's gonna be up there for sure. Um, I'm not sure who else because there's been quite a bit of albums. Mm-hmm. I'll have to, I'll have to like do all that shit later, man. For sure, man. I also wanted to <clears throat> um, to say really quick uh, that if you haven't heard it, go go listen to it. Yeah. Uh, Dan Swano's uh, next project that he did, it's called Subway Mirror, and it kind of looks like Donald Trump as a little fucking kid. Uh, I don't know how to describe it or how to look at it, <laughs> yeah. but it's a it's a rock album, progressive rock album, okay. uh, AOR album. He described it as a adult oriented rock album. Mm-hmm. Pretty fucking cool. Nice. Um, also wanted to mention this other band called... If you like Catatonia, mm-hmm. if you're big on Catatonia, there's this... Uh, the guitarist, Frederick Norman. Yeah, half a brain you would be. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> there's this band called The Nighttime Project. Mm-hmm. And the name of the album is called Pale Season. This is uh, in the Catatonia vein. So if you're looking for something that's... Like if you're kind of looking for something more different than Catatonia, because I know... We're going to have to wait for Catatonia. Um, they're touring Europe and whatever right now, so yeah. maybe write an album. I, I would say if they write an album, it's probably next next fall that we would expect it. Cool, man. Uh, but if anything, <clears throat> look at that one. That one, they're called The uh, the Nighttime Project. Um, I know I, I skipped a little bit ahead. <laughs> you want to continue? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, that's kind of where we're at. Um so that right now, right now they're touring in support of the album, but on top of that, they're also celebrating again their arguably best album, yeah. which is Metropolis Part Two. They are uh, currently playing it is live. It, is it twenty year? Uh, twenty year it? anniversary. Because um, it came out in ninety nine or yeah. in twenty nineteen. Right. Um, so yeah, they're playing in support of it. Um, they are uh, playing it the whole album live, uh, cover to cover. Yeah. It's uh, guys. Quite, it's quite a feat. I mentioned on uh, I think the first episode where I started coming on regularly. Yeah. I'm, like, I just come back from that trip, and yeah, it's quite a feat to hear that album live. I still yeah. close my eyes and reimagine that mind, that, that that whole nice. experience, and um, I'm very again. And come October 23rd, I'm very excited to have very much better seats this time. <laughs> so like, it sounds like you're like hell right yeah, up yeah. We were kind of middle of the tier when we went to Austin because it was real expensive, but um, this time we had a little more money, you know. So yeah, we're able to really hook it up this time. And I'm actually going with uh, so my wife's friend um, for mariachi. Excuse me. Her, ironically, her husband's favorite band is 
Trick dude. Cool. So we're going with them. So, you know, that's cool. That'd be cool to wax into like. I'll, I'll probably see you like in the in bleed, the cheap seats. The bleed the those bleed, bleed sections. It's called Man Three Gang Signs. Yeah, Viva la raza. Yeah, no shit. But yeah, man. Um, again, Dream Theater. Um, one of the influential, arguably one of the most influential prog metal groups out there. Yeah. Love them or hate them, you gotta respect them. They. Yeah, for sure. Man. Talented as fuck. Yeah. So. Um, before we um, let out. I wanted to mention two important things. Yes, sir. Go for it. Uh, for one, Mastodon sucks. Okay. Noted. Ghost sucks. They do. Tool sucks? Tool sucks. Yeah, well, we kind of made that clear. Uh, oh, what about our recommendations? Don't buy into the hype. <laughs> <laughs> what about recommendations? Uh, I, I, I put that kind as what the, you said earlier? The, yeah, that first album that I mentioned, Wills Dissolve. Okay. Uh, I really recommend it. Um, uh, <clears throat> the Heavens Are Not Set on Fire. It's about five songs. They're in the eight to ten minute range. Oh, wow. Uh, I really recommend that. Sounds good. Um, the, it's, the album cover is Chingon too, man, if you're <laughs> looking for it. It's, mm-hmm. it's like just, it's like they said a picture in like the desert and they caught like all these galaxies That's up in the stars cool. That's, yeah, it's really I really, fucking I really cool. dig it it's in the church there's a little church there. <laughs> it's really cool man I, okay, I, man I really recommend that um nice uh, for me I'm gonna go with um, power metal well we're very uh queen in, very uh actually very clean influence in a lot of respects is okay. uh heavenly oh fuck yeah yeah from oh. uh, French French power metal band yeah easily fuck fucking yeah. awesome um, so yeah. the album that I'm gonna go with the album that got me into them they have a lot of other I mean they have a lot of great albums like Virus and fucking Dust to Dust, but yeah. the, their most, I don't know if it's their most recent or one of their more recent albums is Carp, uh, Carp DM. Um, That's the most that, Queen influence. One. That is, right? So it's a really good album. Um, very, very, uh, the vocals on this album are so on point, and, but it's still metal as shit. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking heavy. Um, it's a good very, marriage. Uh, it's a good marriage. Absolutely. And it's a very sexy cover. We got this uh, oh, yeah. um, girl in white. Um, bare chested I mean we got a fucking full on frontal here yeah um, fucking looks like she's gonna make out with this other chick in like fucking black bondage gear yeah it's a very sexy cover anyways I like looking at it no yeah it, <laughs> I, like, I like looking at it it's a, but uh but it's it's uh, an amazing album it's a good album man Heavenly uh, Carp DM we've definitely we've played those many a drunken nights oh hell yeah it's, uh, I remember yeah. me and Fabian would fucking drunkenly sing yeah. uh, some of their some of their fucking ballads together mm-hmm. man those fucking high pitch yeah <laughs> anyways also but, yeah. uh before I uh, forget. If you guys don't, if you guys ever heard like you like Dio and whatnot, check out Rainbow. I was talking about <laughs> earlier. I know you gotta let that slip in there. I'm yeah, like, oh, that's all. Oh, you just want to hear Dio. Check out Rainbow Rising and check out the album Long Live Rock and Roll, man. If you want to hear an early case of double bass, <laughs> a light in the black. Dio is a fucking pioneer, man. Oh my god, dude! He's he's my hero, man, for life. He's my bro. Hell yeah! At least he got to see his grave too. Ah, dude, it was, it was beautiful, man. I know, man. It was a beautiful thing. It was just being in the in in, in, in that presence. in there. Yeah, it was. It technically, it you was, were in his presence. Yeah, literally, it was sad and and but it was very powerful at the same time. Like just oh, yeah. being there, motivational. So, oh yeah, for sure. Awesome, dude. So, again, uh, next uh, next podcast. We're going to do, I believe we're going to do Green Carnation. Yes, sir. And then from there, we'll uh, figure that out. We'll figure out the order of the other ones. Yeah. Uh, but. As we close keep, out the summer. But 
stay tuned because there will be Opeth, there will be Anathema, there will be Andromeda, Mm -hmm. uh, and we're keeping with the theme of the Summer of Prague. Mm -hmm. So hopefully you guys will stay tuned for those and and, and dig it. Yeah, I definitely appreciate the listens. Thank you again. And uh, don't be a bitch. Listen to the Astonishing. That's right. It's not that bad, man. Just really check it out. Good. Don't be Just a fucking listen. Don't be a dick. Buy the ticket, take the ride. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>